Hello, and welcome to episode 195 of the Gaming Fix podcast on October 23rd, 2021. I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite Halloween monster. I'm joined today by Pat. Um, we... I think we're kind of like a, well, it's like we're like a eldritch horror kind of household, like what, in the mouth of madness. Is, the thing. What What is the most Halloweeny of the eldritch beings? Oh uh, well, I mean, it's kind of like a. It's kind of like asking what the most Halloweeny ghost is. Like, I mean, that's all, a bedsheet ghost. That's just. I guess. You know, yeah. I don't know. I would. Holes. Eh. It would probably have to be something like you can get into weird like like the 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 pumpkin dude from Trick or Treat. Which okay. is a great movie, by the way. Uh, if you've not seen the anthology film Trick or Treat, uh, that is a great film. Um, that, like I would call that kind of like a little eldritch. He's like an eldritch being because he's not like necessarily a ghost. Uh, sure. And so yeah, it's probably it's pretty Halloweeny. All right. Love that guy. And Alex. Um seagulls. Eat They're pretty seagulls. pretty horrific. They're horrific when they shit on my car. Oh, speaking of seagulls, have you ever have you guys heard of this feeding Steven thing? It's it's out of TikTok. Um but there's a, nope. there's a whole YouTube channel. It's this guy in the UK who started like uh he saw this seagull that kept returning like he's on a uh loft level apartment and he kept seeing this one seagull landing near his roof so he started feeding it and like basically getting it friendly and he's been doing it for like three or four months and now the seagull will like sit on his hand and he can pet it and stuff and now it's had babies and the babies come and like get foods and stuff this is a crane wife situation <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's been really it's worth watching look it up it's called feeding steven it's funny i watched like freaking two hours of it over the course of this week all right it takes a lot of of time and effort to create two hours of tiktok videos yeah Uh, right (laughs) as yeah i use tiktok enough to know oh there's youtube compilations that he made oh yeah yeah so but yeah sorry andre you still you still say that you watch all this and you still say seagulls are horrific monsters you should watch those videos those babies are fucking nightmares Okay. They've become oh, the unexpected right. villains in that series. It's really funny. Okay. That's it's usually crows that sit shit on my car too, not yeah, not well, seagulls. Just that it, th- this is not where I thought this conversation was going to go when I crows you know, I, here randomly just start wars with other oh, crows. Yeah. yeah. And the, like they'll just be like once or twice a year, there's just crow turf wars where there's literally like 50 mm-hmm. to 100 crows sitting on buildings and wires and stuff just yelling at each other. Oh, yeah, it rules. I, I'm <laughs> unironically is awesome. I think crows are fucking cool. <laughs> there was this one time um, that uh, I was like convinced that because they kicked their, their young out of the nest, right? Yeah. And um, there was this this weird looking ball of like fluff and kind of like i was like i don't know what this is i thought it was some kind of dead animal sitting on the sidewalk on my way to work and i and then it like 
turned and it like turned its head like 180 degrees and looked at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're a little nightmare. And uh, I was really worried that it was like it didn't make it like it was like sitting on the ground because it was dying or something. But yeah. uh, I looked it up and it was like, no, sometimes they just like they they like kind of fall glide down from the nest and they can't quite fly, but they just have to sit and like chill for a little while <laughs> and that you absolutely should not touch them in that instance because they they'll get like yeah. disowned if you touch them like other birds. And uh, <laughs> so I just like left him there. And then when I came back later, he was gone. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> That was a decomposing crow sitting here. So, <laughs> so in some way, shape, or form, the circle of life occurred. Uh, but I think the bird lived fine because there was no bones or anything around either. Yeah. How, how about you, Andre? What's your favorite nightmare animal and or creature of the of the night come October? Man. Slash your partners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm. I, I like a, a slasher villain, uh, you know, a Michael Myers, uh, Groovy not, baby. not Mike Myers, Michael Myers, oh. uh, you know, a, uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, just those saw. kinds of, uh, I, I am a, I'm a slasher fan. I would say like just the, the absurdity and over the like, top nature. I love slasher movies where there's something sp- like actually spooky happening. Sure. And it's not sure. just like. Like murderer, yeah. Uh, like Psycho is I, good because Psycho is the original, but later on, I don't really like slasher movies. That I like American Psycho too, but generally, I don't really like slasher movies that don't have supernatural elements. How about I, um, Final Destination, where the slasher is nature itself? I have not watched Final Destination. I don't like those movies very much. But first one is pretty good. The second one is okay, and then it just kind of falls off from there. I think I watched the first one and God. was like, it gave me enough anxiety about and like now every time I'm driving in down the street yeah. or <laughs> yeah, I just don't enjoy the, you know, sure. I yeah. watched that movie at the exact wrong time. I watched it two nights before flying to France yeah. where the mm. opening scene of that movie is a plane flying to France that, that blows <laughs> up in the fucking sky. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stuff. Not good. I don't like that. Wow. Yeah, I like to pretend uh, those sorts of things cannot happen, and largely they can't because it is a movie. Yeah. Very, very rare. Uh, but uh, in fact, so rare that I don't know. That it's some been, it's some ever of happened. some of those things would yes are. I don't not know going that a plane, happen, a commercial airliner, has ever exploded spontaneously in midair. I don't really want to look well, it up, I but know. I don't think it's happened. Happy Halloween, everyone! Never, <laughs> never say never. There's the real uh, horrors are within this podcast. It's it's yep. it's a it's I don't want to talk about I'll forget about it by news, but um very excited. <laughs> My partner and I are very excited because there was a and, and I know one friend of this podcast will be very excited because there is a uh um there was a thing on the Phasmophobia Steam page that is like it showed like it's for it said October twenty fifth, I wanna say. And uh it showed a tent, uh, which is I'm very witchy. Spooky. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Think? I'm pulling up the blog post now. Uh, oh, now I don't see it. I fell asleep uh, during the Blair Witch, so. 
Anyway, but yeah, yeah it's like being it, in the woods it can be spooky. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that that it's a indication. I don't even know where she saw it because I don't see it now here, but showed it to me. And it's it's like it's it's it was like the name of the next update. And the teaser image was a tent. So it would be pretty cool if there was a a campground map coming. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they had got like a. Was this Friday, uh, not Friday the 13th or like a Blair Witch? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Do you know if they have mind goblins? In Phasmo? Yeah. No. Damn. Well, because if they did, would would you mind goblin these mi- nuts? Mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew this is where we were going. <laughs> Alex um, is down. I, I, w- I would mind, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair but, uh, color out of space uh is now on netflix so i need oh, to get around movie. to watching good that, movie but, yeah you do yeah. good movie i'm not familiar with it actually oh uh, nick it's... cage uh oh. some like meteorite crashes yep. into his property and oh, wild shit happens this one it's, it's based as soon on as a I lovecraft s- story yeah yeah as soon as i uh, saw the poster i was like oh this right <laughs> probably my favorite lovecraft story Okay. Uh, it's pretty limited in the racism department, so that's good. You know, limited. That's a, that's a pro. Um, well, it's it's Netflix, so it's probably. Oh, the movie's fine. Netflix the movie doesn't make have any it. Of yeah, that. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. yeah. <laughs> the movie, the movie is totally sanitized with any of that stuff. But the movie is a pretty direct yeah. adaptation of the story that's, in a cool. way that's cool. interesting, but set in modern times. So kind of like Romeo plus Juliet, but for the modern times. Sure. Yeah, just like Romeo plus Juliet. Yep. If you like yep. that movie, yep. you should watch this one. Real disclaimer: Colorado Space is fucked up. So <laughs> prepare thyself if you if you strap in for it. You'll be fine, Andre. But it's 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 very good. But uh, there yeah. that that was one of those movies where I was watching it. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I still have okay, to see Pig. Good to, good to know. Yeah, I got right. Pig as yeah. well. Yeah. I've heard that movie is hard to watch. I've heard it's mm. the same, but I've heard it's maybe Nick Cage's best movie. So. Sure. There was. Anyways. <laughs> he's got a new movie out that he filmed in Japan in the prefecture where I live. Well, of course, he, it's like, been another month. So, yeah, he he met his <laughs> wife apparently, and like she's from here, and like uh, I don't I don't know if he met her, and then because of her, he filmed a movie here. I guess he's buying a house here too. I don't know. Maybe I'll run. He's into not buying. He's not day. buying a pyramid. Uh, no. No, they they're Surprising. few and far between. If you see a pyramid here, it's probably a love hotel. Uh, this... he, Nick Cage could buy a love hotel. I was gonna I say know. I would not be surprised if Nick Cage bought a love hotel to live in. Is this the unbearable weight of massive talent, or the old way, or Butcher's Crossing? Which of these three oh. Nick Cage movies that came out this month? <laughs> uh, there was also <laughs> the Retirement Plan, uh, Willy's Wonderland, Pig, and Prisoners of the Ghost Land. It's Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Okay. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Apparently he was also uh, in The Crudes. I didn't know that. Sure. Uh, I, I think I saw a poster for Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Uh, yeah, no, the Japanese poster just had, like, on the bottom left just says, Crazy! <laughs> That's Nick- the, the, yeah. The, the quote at the bottom of this poster is uh quote the wildest movie i've ever made uh from nicholas cage <laughs> i find that impossible to believe 
I've That's seen hilarious. Mandy, sir. <laughs> Yeah, I need to see Mandy too. God. Uh, oh man, yeah, you should. Yeah, that's. A, no. <laughs> I recently that's, watched National Treasure, at one and two. Uh, Colorado Space and Mandy both better than National Treasure. I, hey, you know what? By a margin, wide margin. Be, Mandy's better it. than Colorado Space. You should watch Mandy first. No, so I should watch the better one first. Yeah, I guess you, you know you should watch it whatever order you want. Uh, I mean, Colorado, I Colorado Space is scarier than Mandy. Mandy is. I, yeah. disturbing but it's not particularly scary i didn't realize that uh nick cage had played both spider-man and superman the same year because well, he, he didn't su- he was superman yeah. in teen titans go to the movies oh okay oh. that's a funny joke because you know the whole he was gonna play was, superman yeah like the kevin smith superman movie no it wasn't or something uh, it wasn't kevin i don't know smith. If it was kevin smith. It was like it was roland emmerich or somebody like that or michael bay or somebody I feel like if Allison was here, she would have this just knowledge just yeah. within her. <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait. Tim Burton was planned to direct it. Yeah, but what? It somebody else that wanted to cast him, I think. Tim Burton. Oh, wait, no, Superman. no, no. Wait. Yeah, it was yeah, in... yeah, yeah. Tim Burton was going to direct Superman Lives. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Kevin Smith just, wrote it. Kevin Smith wrote yeah, okay. the story outline. Anyway, play, I yeah. just remember there was like in that movie, there was like, uh, there's a documentary about it that I should watch yeah. at some point. Um, there was this like, he was going to have like a giant spider that Superman fought and people were like, why? The, I think Kevin Smith was like, why would there be a giant spider in this movie? But that's what Tim Burton wanted. And Kevin Smith was like, Superman would never fight a giant spider, and and Tim Burton was like, well, this is my movie or something, and that was, there was just a lot of, like, <laughs> it was not, it was pretty ill-conceived from what it sounds like. That sounds Nobody fantastic. could get along or figure out what to do, and, and like, Nicolas Cage, the test shots of him in a Superman costume, it's so weird, and so He's got, so like, super long bad. hair in it, doesn't yes. he? Yes, and he has black hair. <laughs> And it's really long. He looks like I, uh, it's weird. Um, to be fair, like those kinds of shots can always look real goofy. Like when they first showed uh, what's his face, uh, current Superman uh, as like Geralt, he looked like so fucking bad in like the wig and stuff. When they put out those promo images of like, oh, Henry here's Cavill? the costume test or whatever. Yeah, yeah Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yeah. yeah. When they put out the promo images like of him like. You know, here's the costume. It looked like ass. Yeah, it did. But You're not wrong. Yeah, it, well, because it, it, it tells have, me the Nick Cage it stuff did look and stuff. goofy. Yeah, yeah. The Nick Cage yeah. stuff though was weird because like he's got like super long hair and it's like this does not look like Superman. And there's other yeah. p- pictures of him with his hair cut and like it wouldn't have actually necessarily been him in long hair in the movie. Yeah, but still, it's he's he just doesn't look right for <laughs> that sure. character. Yeah, I mean. Fair. No, which character hey, the does? Nineties were a different time. There's a yeah. character who does typically have really long hair, and I think it probably looks good. And her name is Samus. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what do yeah, you think maybe of, she's wh- maybe may, maybe she's got long hair in this game. I don't know. Uh, do they not show her face or like her without the helmet? Uh, no. Okay. Um, maybe there's like a secret, and I don't think there is though. I don't think there's a way to see her sans helmet in this game. Like you could see her like eyes at some points. Like they do some dramatic uh, close-ups of like 
you know, through that's, the visor, get the that's eyes. That's literally my favorite thing about Metroid Prime is when the light flashes and you can see like mm-hmm. the reflection of her face in the visor. Mm-hmm. That is like the fucking coolest visual effect that blew yeah. my mind when I was a yeah, kid. That, that was cool. But wait, so isn't okay we're talking about metroid dread now but isn't yeah. like i saw people talking about like angry samus was this just like angry oh, yeah. eyes that show up no so, like it, it's a spoiler to tell you what it is okay. but it's so fucking cool okay i think i'm gonna play this I'll, game i'll probably play it sometime too yeah. but okay i didn't yeah. know it was a spoiler uh, uh yeah so like you know the like there is an angry samus like that's not so much a spoiler just like telling you what happens would be a spoiler okay fair uh, enough. but you know there's a, there's a, there's a lot of yelling uh and it's really fucking cool um, oh samus yell samus has a voice in this game okay yes yeah, samus does speak in this game uh okay, but samus has cool. spoken in other games yeah uh, she, well, she, she, uh, she spoke a lot M. in metroid M, in the, yeah other M. <clears throat> uh this one is neat because like samus is mostly quiet uh despite like you know that technology has progressed to a point where they can put a voice in like a mainline metroid game or you know like uh you know the 2d ones because in the past like uh metroid super metroid fusion there's never been an option yeah i feel like she's had dialogue but not spoken obviously not like yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah, not, that not, sounds right. There's like text dialogue, I think, mm-hmm. a couple of times in a couple of those games. Yeah. Probably. the But the times they have Samus speak in this game are like very like considered and thought out yeah, and good. like very deliberate. Like deliberate. Yeah. It, it, it is not, she's not just like popping off quips like, uh, I don't know, some ice to meet you and then shoots them with an ice missile or something. She's no Star Lord, uh, is what you're telling me. No, she's she's thank no Star Lord, thank God. Yeah, uh, we'll have <laughs> there be enough of that when that Guardians game comes mm, out. I don't think there will soon. be. I don't. I predict All we won't discuss that game on this podcast. Oh, no, you know, Sam gonna is going to show up and he's going to crash the cast to talk about so, Guardians. Yeah. Did you guys but, hear about the the 150 gigabyte thing? Is that game? Oh, it's like gigabytes. It's it, got like uncompressed, it, like the audio yeah. or something makes on, it just on, like massive. Yeah, That's, on Steam it showed up as 150 gigabytes. I think they later corrected it to say like yeah, 80 or 90, but it's that's still too much space on my hard drive for that game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Anyways. that's that that game though is the perfect example of something that'll probably come out, and there'll be like three or four people that give it a ten, and I'll be like, "Fuck, well now I need to know," and I'll end up playing <laughs> it. <laughs> but kind of like Metroid Dread. Uh, Metroid Dread, real fucking good. Uh, I would probably say so. Last time I was on the cast, uh, like two weeks ago, I had only played like a couple hours. Now I've beaten it twice. Uh, nice. Once on normal, and then once on hard, doing a hundred percent run, collecting all the missile tanks and health and all that stuff. Uh, and game good. Uh, cool. <laughs> it's it's got problems like it, it's a little bit too easy to get l- i won't say lost but not know where to go it doesn't like signpost things well yeah it and sounds like there's a lot of secret blocks that you kind of have to interact with that you know there are there are some instances where i was like where am i supposed to go and i looked it up as like oh yeah you're supposed to run up here and just like shoot this wall and there's like you know these are like blocks you can blow up i'm like oh my god okay yeah. uh eventually you get an item that like a power up that lets you like see where those are 
but it doesn't help you before you have that where you're like, oh shit, okay, where do I go? Um, accessibility stuff, I, I mentioned before, like there's not really much, you, you can't really change like button combos or, and there's no like adjustment of the difficulty other than beat the game and unlock hard mode. I don't I don't think the game is necessarily hard. It's difficult. But it's also pretty forgiving uh in that it gives you very generous checkpoints very often. Like if you enter like a new zone or like a s- certain distinct zones, you'll have a checkpoint right before you go in, which is very helpful for like the Emmy situations uh because they can be a little tedious at times. Uh, the Emmys are the big robots that were in the reveal trailer, and they can one-hit kill you. Uh, basically, if they touch you, you go into a like a can like a canned animation, and you've got like two chances to do a super quick time event. Uh, ah. uh, uh SQTE, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. It flashes. There'll be like a flash on the screen, which is the general uh, across the game is the symbol that enemies give you that you can like counter with the X button and that or the Y button or whatever it is, and then you can usually get a one hit kill. Yeah. You can't kill these things until like you do like certain requirements, but you can like stun them if you get this uh, melee counter off. But it happens so fast, and the timing is not consistent. Oh, and it's like different it's like yeah it's random so you gotta be like basically you're like trying to read the game's mind because sometimes it'll be instantaneous sometimes they'll just kind of wait around a little bit and be like you know they're trying to like juke you uh which stinks uh as you're trying to make your way through it the first time just because they're uh it's a little bit of a puzzle making your way through the areas you do unlock things that let you uh bypass them and then you can eventually like take them out of the game, but they are. I could see them being frustrating for people, uh, just because you know you're you're encountering them a lot and having to put up with a lot of uh, bullshit yeah. with them. Did, it did you find? Kind of, yeah, sorry. What? Did you find yourself no, doing go. the the speed run strategy or the stealth around strategy? The the first time. Uh, the first time through an area, I was trying to like, okay, how do I get through here? I just need to like take it slow. And then eventually I'd be like, screw it. I'm just going to run and we'll f- see where I end up. Uh, but yeah. there were definitely times where you need to like, okay, I'm going to have to take it slow because if I make a wrong move here or something, then they're going to hit me. And then there's like a 80% chance, 90% chance that I'm going to die and have to like restart. But luckily, like I was saying, they are pretty generous with the uh, checkpoints and like those checkpoint you right outside an Emmy zone and they're like indistinct zones. So you always know when you're going into a space where you'll, where you can encounter one, but uh, lost my train of thought, <laughs> but Oh yeah, they're not the same. They're not always in the same spot. Like when you load that checkpoint. So sometimes you might load a checkpoint and then walk through the door and they'll be like right in front of you. Like, you know, a little bit away, but they'll be, like, right there. And then other times, they won't even be in, like, that that room you're in. They'll be in, like, a different zone of their zone. So that's interesting and can make it a little bit easier because you're like, okay, well, I know where to go, and they're not around me, so I can just book it, uh, which is nice. 
And there are some like, yeah, there are some things that are planned, like account for sequence breaks or like, I don't want to. Yeah, it's like for sequence breaks. It's for stuff that you shouldn't or normally wouldn't be able to do uh, unless you like you know where to go and like get good at the controls uh, to access early. And like where you can do like quick kill on a boss or stuff like that, which is fun. Uh, which on like a second playthrough is a fun thing to do if you're into doing the uh, the more difficult platforming stuff. There are some really ridiculous um, platforming challenges they put in there to like 100% the game and get all the uh, missile tanks and health stuff. <laughs> which sometimes just felt not fun because the Switch controller, even using the Pro controller, just did not feel good to me. Like it just didn't control well enough and like couldn't understand like when to do it's like i feel like i'm hitting the right buttons but just not getting what i needed to eventually i i got it all though yeah that's one of that's one of the chief complaints i've heard just listening to others talk about the game is that the controls ask for a level of precision that sometimes they don't offer like something like the the using the ball you have to push down on the analog stick sometimes and it's like that can be uh-huh. hit or miss where so people instead yep. use the button on the side i forget uh-huh. r if it's, it's the, like the, zl the, or something yeah yeah i don't remember what it's called but yeah shocking yeah it, 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 it and even <laughs> the then like controller it, being shit oh because it's yeah it's it's like because tr- that button is also like a slide so you have to like hit down and like it's yeah the, the control i heard people saying you should lacking. buy the hori pad thing that's that bolts <laughs> onto the sides to play this game because the the controls because it's not good with the joy cons that are attached in portable mode and it looks like ass when you dock 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 the switch uh, i thought it looked fine on the tv but uh yeah, yeah it, i haven't played it so I was, you, you, yeah, yeah yeah you could play the pc version maybe that's uh, things are in motion i may have received some private messages from someone (laughs) that i know about ways in which you can play this game on pc as i said last week though there's no way that i would uh i would still buy the game on switch if i were to play it anywhere uh i am it yeah i'm not a seafaring uh i am a seafarer but not in that way uh not in the the pirating way this would be I have to say, this is like my favorite game I've played on Switch. I think, at least, Nintendo made. Yeah, yeah, that that tracks. It sounds good. Uh, I definitely want to play uh, it at some yeah. point. Yeah, but there, there are definitely some issues with it. Like, it doesn't hold your hand at all. Like, it doesn't tell you where to go, and it doesn't. There are things you can do that will like give you hints. Like, you can highlight a type. Like, you can highlight a door, and it'll highlight all those kinds of doors on the map. And be like, oh, here, these are all the doors. So if you get a new thing, like a missile, you'd be like, oh, oh, there's a missile door here. You can highlight the missile door and be like, oh, there's a missile door over here that See, you've seen, but you haven't been able to use. The game doesn't tell you you can do this. But that's a that's a really good feature. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like that. But they don't yeah. tell you you can use it. So I didn't know I could yeah. do it until like the the like my second playthrough. Yeah. That's kind I of knew like about when it I... because I've heard them talk about it on a couple podcasts mm-hmm. so. sure yeah, yeah. That, uh, but now I, if I you were looking annoying. to play the game listener you can now yeah, you know you too <laughs> yeah that, that that reminds me of like when i played uh maquette and it's like mm-hmm. got like 90 percent of the way through that game 
and they didn't tell you at any point that you could hold like the X button or something to reset, <laughs> to like reset the area. So like I would, I just kept like reloading a save. So I would lose like oh. 20 minutes of progress. <laughs> that that happened to me in the, the Riders Republic beta. Oh. <laughs> it, I was like, this game's cool on the forums for the game. I was like, this game is cool, but there's no quick restart. Cause like you would hit start and it was like, you could quit out of an event, but there was no way to just restart the event quickly if you fucked it up. And uh, it was infuriating because he's like, quit out of the event, go back to the marker to start it, start it again, or you could finish it and then click restart at the end. But it turns out if you hold down the back button, then yeah. it will do a restart. There's no prompt it's for so that anywhere. Weird. Yeah, you have to hold it down, and there's a little ring that shows up to, to show you that so you're, you're holding weird. it down. There was no ring in Maquette. The stop. There was no ring, and it did not indicate that you could do that at any point, yeah. except for the it's last like, ten minutes. So, so I, I get you, Andre. Like, if you had not discovered it until like your last ten minutes, that would actually be pretty frustrating. But yeah, the fact, like, but because I spent mechanics. so much time, you know, running around going, okay, where am I supposed to go? And like, you know, the map is like broken up into like not pixels but you know small blocks like pretty granular it's like yeah. oh there's like a thing here that i can like shoot or like you know like i have to go through is like the ball or whatever and oh. so yeah like you know don't don't be don't feel ashamed to like look up a walkthrough or like where do i Thanks. go on your first time playing or you know use the map to like you know find new new things that you can use your powers on uh, that'll yeah. make the experience a lot better. Uh, it is difficult, uh, it, you know, accessibility, not, not great, not Nintendo strong suit, Never has but been. yeah, it is, it is a fun game and rewarding and pretty fucking f- sweet in like the animations, the cutscenes they have. Samus is just the baddest motherfucker. Uh, uh, so I've heard, I've heard it has a weird, bonkers ass ending as well um yeah like yeah, i haven't heard what it is tracks for metroid yeah but I, i've heard like the the last the last act or so is just really off the chains and in a cool way it's yeah it's uh mm-hmm. i yeah it's it's neat i i had a good time with it so damn is just cold cold-hearted uh that's metroid dread I, can, I finally put it to rest after I beat it on hard mode, 100%. Don't have to think about it anymore. Nice. But maybe I'll come back to it, try to like speed run it someday or something. I don't know. Uh, but in the meantime, I hear that Pat, you and Alex have been living the good life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're now in the UK. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it in, little... It's like in Scotland, right? I think so, because there's a lot of Tays char- and Dines yeah, and things yeah. like that. There's certainly characters that have British accents, too, but it yeah. seems like predom- it's predominantly... Maybe it's like Northern Britain, cause it's, yeah. but it seems predominantly Scottish people. Yeah, I'm I'm not uh, sure. I, I, I did not take note of the region if they did say explicitly, but yeah, The Good Life. Swery's new game, Kickstarter game. Uh... I don't know about you, Pat. I know. I think you and I both backed it, so should probably yes. put that up front to say we were both Kickstarter backers on this video. But game. I, I but also I, will chill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't very excited for it. I will say. 
after yeah, I backed it, it was like, oh, this looks cool. Then I kind of forgot about it for a long time. Yeah, I also actively, like, I checked out the updates, but I didn't, like, keep up with them religiously. Yeah, I, I wasn't, like, watching everything, being like, oh, cool, they've added this system. So, like, going into it, it was still pretty fresh for me, just in terms yeah. of, like, not knowing what to expect. And, Pat, have you looked at the map in that game? Oh, yeah, it's enormous. It's fucking huge. It's a, like, yeah. <laughs> Like you must get a car at some point, like deadly premonition style, I, because like, I don't th- like, I was like, I opened the map. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Like, yeah, there's this whole village. And then it's like, Oh, if you go Northwest or something, there's a church you can go to. And it's like, Oh, okay. What's up north there? And it's like that map keeps fucking going to the yeah. point where they have a, like, if you're using controller, you can hit right trigger to accelerate how fast you're moving from the map. Cause it's like GTA five size. Like it's huge. It's, it's, I don't think it's quite that big, but it's very big. And as far as I know, what you, <laughs> get the you get a sheep you can ride sheep eventually that's the oh, okay <laughs> faster method there is a fast travel mechanic as well yeah um, I, saw, I saw you could you could teleport yourself home at least so. uh there's also shrines around that you can interact right. with to teleport around yeah uh, i, I i'm or, only about but an it costs hour in, money so. yeah i i didn't get i'm like 90 minutes in um yeah. i haven't played a ton more of it because i think the it's a very so if you haven't seen this game, it is very much like what if Deadly Premonition were much less spooky and didn't have any of the shooting stuff in it. Yeah. And, and it was just like life sim almost. Yeah. Um, so you've got, you know, you've got your hunger meters, you got your exhaustion meters, you got your mood meter. And there's a, there's a dedicated of, skip button. As in, like, you yeah. instead of just walking, you are now skipping, like, happily. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's, there's, and, and you are, um, you know, purchasing ingredients to cook foods or going to the cafe and buying food to eat it and stuff. And um, you're a photographer. So the way you're making money is by taking photos of trending words, trending terms. So yep. it'll be like, like hydrangeas is trending. So you got to find some hydrangeas to take a picture of. And that's kind hashtag, of how you're hashtag smiling families was one I had. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and you'll find that stuff and that stuff's kind of interesting, but then like kind of the core of the game is there's like this sort of walking simmy mystery happening around the town. That's revolved around the fact that at full moons, everyone turns into dogs and cats when yeah. the sun goes down uh, yep. and the moon sure. comes up. Oh right. Pretty, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's I remember, it's. Yes. I think um, some of the writing is genuinely very funny. The story to me, I is like, I'm kind of like whatever. <laughs> this seems like it's gonna just be weird. It doesn't have the same kind of hooks to me that Deadly Premonition had, where it was like I gotta know what's going on here because it's so weird. Instead, now it's almost just like it's sweary. There's probably some ancient pagan spell being cast on this town who knows um and i don't know if the gameplay is compelling enough for me to play through the whole thing but it's interesting to see it come to fruition i think yeah like it's it's got a lot of character and like there's a lot of characters to interact with and they all feel very individual which is cool like the bartender is really funny i don't know if you spent much time talking to her um a little bit yeah like the the kids that run around like the the people who the guy who runs the cafe and or 
is it the lady who runs the cafe? No, it's the guy that runs the cafe. And then the lady yeah. occasionally comes in on a schedule uh, to chow down. Like, like there's like it ends up feeling very much like you're in a small village. So they kind of nailed that. And like you're getting to know all the citizens, you're getting to know the area pretty fast because it's not too big. Well, the immediate area. Uh, it's yeah, it's better than I thought, though. Pat question. Do you know if there's a way to manually save? I don't think so. Right. No, I don't believe so. I think it just yeah. auto saves every two minutes or so. Yeah. So, cause like, I was like, Oh, I, I got to head out. Well, uh, I hope I don't lose any progress. And then I lost like 10 minutes of progress. I was like, well, yeah, whatever. So I guess I'll just have to pick those quests back up again, but whatever. Uh, so like it's still got some jank, but I will say it feels less janky than pretty much any game swear he's made thus far. Yeah, it, it doesn't look, it very much looks like a high res PS2 game. Um, sure. In terms yeah, of not, like the not, visual design, which is fine. Gorgeous. I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't. The characters are the thing that looks the best, and that's fine because that's like the most important part. Uh, but the environments are very simple. The biggest frustration I have with it is, um, there's times the map is like dedicated to this notion of the low stone wall that you see lots of oh, in the UK, yeah. and there's no jump button. There's no jump. Yeah. And frequently it'll just be like, I don't know. You're just going to have to walk for another two or three minutes down the, the path. Oh my God. Oh to get God. to a break well, in the wall or to get where it least, turns left. At least you can hit R one on a PlayStation controller and run. So that's okay. But yeah, but you do have stamina. <laughs> you do have stamina. And if you run out of stamina, then she just like crawls. Like it's just like, yes. Oh, oh no. Like, so slow. Yeah. Um, uh, like I have the Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, so but that stuff is like quickly. you can turn into a cat. You're telling me you can't vault over this stone wall as a cat. It's like it's like waist height. It's not even like chest. It, height. Really, it really is like a PS2 game. Yes, yeah. and so that that stuff is that that that's actually the reason that I ended up turning the game off the other night is because I was like. This is charming and I'm going to play more of this, but I don't want to deal with having to find a break in this wall for <laughs> the next yeah. five minutes. I yeah. just want to it's, go to bed. It's very charming. Uh, I'm probably, it's probably going to be one of those games that I play in like 20 minute chunks. Just like a, yes, oh, agreed. I, I got a, I I got a free half hour. Let's, let's, yes. let's see what kind of quests we can do. Cause like there's a shit ton of side quests. Like I yes. played for an hour and I had like probably a dozen or more side quests that I could do at any given point. It almost feels to me like Stardew Valley without the farming or the dungeon. Yeah, it does. It does have farming for what it's worth, but <laughs> it does. Yes, but no. But dungeon. it's not as deep. It's as, yeah. No, as it's not really as deep. <laughs> um, and and if that to you, like to me, that is relatively appealing because I like life semi games that are just like do whatever. Um, yeah. But but I can see if it's hard to for me to recommend this game unless what you are looking for is a reasonably interesting but probably not overly compelling mystery with a bunch of quirky characters in a town where you have to go to sleep at some point to get your energy meter back up like if that sounds like something you want to do i think this is a good one of those and there are not enough games that do that in my opinion um so and i'm happy with it but it's also on game pass so i think there's a very low barrier to entry if someone does Mm -hmm. want to try it and i think it's worth a shot like because 
it does not take long for you to get into the thick of the actual, like, you know, you get freedom within the first five to 10 minutes and you can kind of do whatever you want. It railroads you until you get to your own home. So it can establish the core system of like, you take pictures, you upload them to a a Instagram equivalent and that's how you get money basically. Um, Oh, so you're an influencer. Yeah. Uh, Kind of. Yeah. More or less Um, in a lot of ways. And there, there is a live streamer character in, in there, which is kind of funny. Um, Do they go into the bathroom or something? Or no, there's no doctors <laughs> as far as yeah. I'm aware. Uh, sorry, go for it, Pat. You can figure out what that game is in like half hour, 15. forty minutes. I, mean, I would say fifteen minutes, honestly. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. you'll be able to tell if you're gonna like it. I think in that time. Yeah, uh, and I think it's good. Like, I'm not gonna say it's like game of the year level, but I think. Oh it's good. yeah. I think it's at least interesting. I, I, I would I want to play more of it before I say whether I think it's good or bad. Um, yeah, but like, it is like, it is at least interesting. I guess. I, yeah. The the thing that was most surprising to me is what sort of made me go, oh, I actually I had a moment where I was like, maybe I shouldn't have backed this because as it was <laughs> nearing closer to release and I was seeing a few things here and there about it. It, I was like, is this going to be um, like a very wholesome game, which usually just doesn't click with me. It's nothing against, you know, there, uh, that's a vibe that a lot of people really enjoy, but it, there's, it's, it's hard for me to get into the like very overly charming, I guess, like, I guess almost like twee sort of, sort of vibe. This game actually is not like that. <laughs> Which no, was super, you're, like you're, as soon as your you get character to town, is kind of an asshole. Oh, she's like she's like I'm in this goddamn hellhole. Yeah, like like she doesn't say shit? she hasn't said <laughs> nobody said fuck yet. But there's been a lot of like this town is a piece of shit. Yeah. I hate it here and <laughs> yeah. uh, and and other characters too. Like you meet this like kind of like medicine woman is the wrong way to put it, but witch maybe I guess you could say. But she like runs a potion shop basically in the woods and she's like just smoking a blunt the whole time and they make jokes about getting high and stuff and it's it's a lot less um it's definitely on par with like stuff like deadly premonition in terms of its tone of it's not like a children's game basically that's what i was concerned about is that it was going to be like a kid's game which is fine there wouldn't be like wouldn't mean that it couldn't be good but it wouldn't have been as much for me but at least but if if you look at it and worry about that you should still try it (laughs) yeah it's it's wholesome but adult wholesome yeah in a a lot of ways it's it's yeah i don't know if there's that much to talk about with it but it's good it's 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 if you're in for that kind of game if you liked shenmue uh but you want good that's a good touchstone then i think this is kind of Uh, that. I'm not quite ready to say whether I think it's better or worse than Shenmue, but it is definitely <laughs> like Shenmue. Uh, <laughs> so it's a Shenmue like. That's okay. yes. yes, that's a good that's a good comparison. I think. Yeah, yeah. Though I've not seen a forklift yet. So is it, or is it a Shenmue light? Which, like I said, I think you just a Brooklyn a Brooklyn definition for Shenmue. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, it's good. What else have People we both play played? I don't know, Pat, but we have to wait for our intrepid host to allow us to talk about oh. what else we have both played. Uh, oh, is this like, 
Segway. Inscription. <laughs> speaking of houses and speak speaking uh, of speaking of villages, what is this? Some kind of pony island? <laughs> island of, of ponies, yes. Uh, I, the, the, all the, the humans all turn into ponies? What is this? What kind well, yeah, of island is this? That's what Pony Island is, yep. From the creator of Pony Island, Inscription yeah. came out this week. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much you played of it, Alex. I played a couple, Probably, few hours. I, played, I think I played about an hour. I, no, I think okay. I had set aside about half an hour last night because it's been a long week. And I think I ended up playing for like an hour and a half because gotcha. like, I got pulled into it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it yet, but it's extremely compelling from a um, visual and vibe perspective. Yeah. Like, probably the most th- interesting game I've played this year uh, I from think, that perspective. So, Pat, you have written down here that you've also been playing Pony Island. Pat, or Andre, have you played Pony Island? I don't don't think so. I might have, yeah. like, touched it or watched some yeah. people play it. Like, I feel like I maybe watched Giant Bomb play it's part only of like, it. I don't know. I already had hours, Hex, two or three. So, which is the other uh, Daniel yeah. Mullen, Mullen, Mick Mullen? I always mix Mullen, Mullen game. Um, and so I just or, bought their like yeah. little collection thing they put out because it was only like two dollars more for me to get Pony Island with inscription. And I I breezed through Pony Island and like my thoughts on it are mostly in comparison to inscription. So I think that's why I didn't like list it separately because. Fair enough. Ultimately, I mean, I think my final thoughts on Pony Island are it's interesting and I get why people liked it then. I don't think it's a particularly good video game. I think it's no. a very interesting, like, thing, but it's good yeah. that it's only two and a half hours because I think it's done Me- by that. Mechan- mechanically, there's nothing there. Like, it's, right. yeah, especially exactly. when you're playing the the quote-unquote game. So, for listeners, if you don't know what Pony Island is, the conceit... And we'll we'll relate this back to inscription, but Pony Island. The, basically, the conceit is you find this old arcade game, like in some dark room, essentially, and you play it. And it's like it's almost like an edutainment game of like you're jumping around th- this pony. Like a, it's kind of like a runner or auto scroller, right, Pat? Like it's been like six, five or six yeah. years since I've played it. But it has like um, just, it has like an end point for the levels. It's a flag at the end. But yeah, you're jumping yeah. over. It's you're just yeah. jumping. It, it, like over fences like kind of thing it's very simple and then quickly you find out this this machine has been possessed by some kind of demonic spirit and the rest of the game becomes like the demonic spirit trying to take over the world essentially like like break out of the game and then make its presence yeah and it's almost more universe. like it's almost more like when like hell is in the cabinet and it's it's like you're people get trapped there and then they're in hell and stuff. And there's a whole, like the main, the real core gameplay of the game is there's a puzzle solving system where there's like this, there's like a dot that moves along a track and you're doing like these weird little programming puzzles and it's fine. I never thought those puzzles were particularly deep or interesting. Um, and certainly the, the, the gameplay itself of jumping the pony around is not particularly deep or interesting, but it's, it's clever. Um, I, I don't mean this in a dismissive way at all, but that game is all about the novelty. Like it's, yes. it's about like the weird, crazy shit that he came up with that like you don't see show up in so games. I'll very say often, like if sp- ever spoilers for Pony Island, stop listening. If you're like, Oh, I got to play this now. But like yeah. the coolest thing that happens in the game that actually like 
gave me goosebumps and made me go holy shit out loud yeah, and it's yeah. very cool uh near the end is yeah. you have to you're like you have to type things to this uh this 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 demon that's in the thing and he says mm-hmm. just type any word it doesn't matter what it is and i was and so i typed fuck face <laughs> and then i got a steam message from some from somebody on my friends list that's like mm-hmm. was playing a game online and was like fuckface what the hell <laughs> did you yeah. like get hacked or something and it's so convincing the way that the yeah. message pops up that i was like it's did awesome. the game actually message somebody on my steam friends list <laughs> yeah it's, and it's not it's it's, it's, it's just so good that part is that part is um was that's like that part was pretty good. That part was 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 smart and and did a Doki Doki Literature Club in a big way that I appreciated. I don't think that overall it's as good as something like DDLC, but uh, it's but it's it, it, it inspired it by for sure like, yeah. for sure because uh, it's it's not a new game. It's from 2015 or 16 somewhere around 16. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's so anyway. It's it's great. Ultimately, and, like my my thoughts. We can talk. Uh, deeper about inscription but the thing i wanted to relate pony island to is i have yet to figure out for me if inscription is pony island with a slightly more elaborate sheen over it uh or if i think it's a genuinely like great game uh so that's kind of where i'm at currently with like interfacing with inscription yeah but i think i'm curious how far you've gotten with it um I've died twice. Okay. I have not. I the first time I died was at the boss because I didn't realize it had a second phase, and I I had like I was like wow I played this perfectly, and then the second phase happened, and I had like three cards left. Yeah. And I was like, Fuck. Um. So <laughs> that was my own fault because I didn't know it had that. Um. And then the second time I was just kind of experimenting a bit and like yeah basically knew I was gonna die. Um. And I think I feel similarly to how I feel about Pony Island, where I think the core gameplay is serviceable. I think like the core card game that you're playing is, is fine. It's, it has as much depth as it needs, but I don't think it's like the best card game I've ever played. And for longtime listeners, you'll know that like deck building games aren't really my thing, but I think for what it is, I've been enjoying this deck building game. Cause there is a certain amount of strategy you can employ. And like, I think it's a little limiting in some ways and it is very RNG based, which I think can be a little annoying. Um, But everything around it is great. Like how um, I don't think any of this is spoilers, but if, if you guys want to go into uh, inscription blind, I recommend it and maybe skip into our next time time marker. Um, But like I found stuff like the roguelike parts of it, like where you can basically augment one of your cards by sacrificing one of the, another one. Like that was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the parts where you're at the map and then suddenly you can get up from the table and walk around yeah. the room and like do like puzzles that are like straight out of the room or something that you're getting hints from, like from the UI. Like I think that yeah. stuff is kind of fun and you, it's like, Oh, that was cool. That was unexpected. Like the stuff that you get from that is kind of interesting. And I think, yeah, if if you if you haven't seen it and you're still listening and you want to, it's it's this game is is yeah, it's like a deck builder, roguelike deck builder. Um, but then yes, you can get up and walk around this cabin. The thing about it is, I don't think the puzzles around the cabin are they're not really puzzles. It's more like you'll get the hint 
while you're playing the card game that's like the safe combination is this basically yeah. and that then you walk over and you put blatant. the combination in the safe so far they've all been like that it's very much like oh now i have the hint so i can enter the thing which is still fun because you're like oh i got the next i can see the next thing in the cabin um but it's very linear in that way as you progress through the elements of the cabin and i think i'm finding the card game from a vibe tone visuals perspective this game like i said probably the most compelling game i've played all year uh Mm -hmm. aside from the outer wilds dlc um but that's more outer wilds which is already something that we know how i feel about so it's not really fair to compare Mm -hmm. uh like the visuals and sound of this game are incredible the like the 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 vibe that you get while you're playing it incredible um it's also i recommend it to you even if you don't like scary games because it's not a jump scare game at all uh it's very spooky vibes but it's not like the there's a couple of things that can occur (laughs) in it that are very uh unsettling Yeah, and, and I, I I think I think I know exactly which um, one you're thinking about, and it's tied so to good. items that you get. <laughs> uh, one of the first items uh, you get, in fact. There's another one you get later too that is oh, arguably good. worse. <laughs> Sick! I look uh, forward to that. It's it's that stuff is very good. Um, but I mean, if you have, I'll say, if you have some specific body horror phobias, you may want to look into some content warnings first because there's not really much of a warning for some of the fucked up stuff that happens to your body in this game. There's there's some fucked up stuff that happens to your character because you are playing from a first-person perspective. Um, Yeah. You you are a person in this world. Uh, It's weirdly an isekai, (laughs) by the way. Sort Uh, of. I mean, you don't really... It it's I don't know if I would call it an isekai because you just don't really have any context for how you got there. Uh, other other than the very very start of the game where you hit that play button and someone's like, oh, let's see what's on this. Click. Oh yeah, 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 that's true. It does have that <laughs> weird external layer, yeah, where it's almost like a found footage type thing. Um, yeah. Super hot, and that's where I want to. <laughs> I want to see. Yes, it is like super hot. I want to see you're more not of that, that you're stuff because <laughs> I think that stuff could be very interesting. I, um, from what I've heard, it goes places. So, which is cool. So I'm going to keep playing it for that. But I think yeah. the RNG of the card game is like, uh, it feels very much like it was barely play tested. Like maybe five to ten people played a few rounds. Like there, from I was talking to Sam about it last night, and Sam has been like, "Oh, you just do this, this, and this, and it's easy." And I have not one time seen the stuff that Sam has described happen in the 10 runs that I've done. And he's saying that he's getting it consistently. It's just like, it's, uh, it's RNG. There's a lot. I I wish, I wish so much that, and I, maybe there is a way to do it. Um, I wish you could just bail out of a run. Cause I, at this point I'm kind of like, okay, well if I can't get this in the first three nodes, what's the point of continuing? Cause it seems like if you don't trigger this thing, you're not going to get it. And there's no reliable way to do that. And you have so few choices when you do, when you are given choices and it's so easy for all of them to be bad. Um, And it kind of stinks because I think the card game is pretty fun. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, It's good. But it's it's got some depth. Yeah. Um, But the, like I would absolutely fuck around with this multiplayer a little bit playing with another person for example um but 
Uh, I wouldn't like put tons of money into it, but I, I definitely think it's it's fun. This is the kind of game that I would love it if I could buy a physical set of the cards. Oh and yeah, just have them. You totally and then, could. And then and then pull it out with a friend and and just play a ten minute game uh, in between like tabletop matches or something. Like it's it's fun. It's a fun little card game. But you, a lot of your choices are reliant on moving around this map, and then it's like you'll get a choice of like three cards. If all three of the cards suck, now you have three cards in your deck that all like one of three cards that sucks. And it's just a yeah. dead card really. Or, or, or there's something that's on the board that you can't move. And it's like, you only have four spots to work with. And yeah. if suddenly two of them are taken up by rocks or trees or whatever that you can't move, now you only have two spots to work with. And yeah. the way and, the mechanics if, work, it's like you, you need to kind of pr- min max the slots that you have available in order to properly play the cards you need and if it just so happens that there's a rock on your side of the table and a bird spawns on your opponent's side of the table that can fly over the rock and then you can't kill the bird because it's there's nothing you can't play anything in the spot that the lane that the bird's going to attack in you're fucked and if you happen to have visited the trapper because the only way that you could get to the woodcarver, which is the way to get the totem, that's good. I know this doesn't necessarily make sense. It doesn't matter if it, you know what it, I'm talking about. Yeah. And then you it, you have to go to the trapper because you have to. And then you have to take at least a single card that is now going to be a dead card in your deck. And then Pelts. the next thing that you do, yeah, the yeah. next thing that you do is a harder battle. And then you draw your hand and it's a pelt, the useless card you picked up, a squirrel and something you can't that costs like three blood like bones. And then your opponent is like, well, it's the first turn, but I'm spawning four enemies for four ants for you right off the bat to fight four grizzly bears. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, OK, well, my run's done. I, the 30 minutes I just spent playing all undone in like yeah. five minutes because I had shit choices yeah. to work with. So that's extremely frustrating. And I think it's poor design. Um, games like Slay the Spire, which is sort of the template for, for this genre. Or, or even it's not a, Solitarica, if you want to go earlier too. But, sure. Yeah. Like Slay the Spire is not a perfect game, but it mitigates these issues by making the choices a lot more. Um, you f- there it feels just more balanced like in inscription it feels like the when you get to pick a card it's like well we'll pick any three cards out of the 40 or whatever cards that are in this game so all three of them could be trash whereas in slay the spire it's like well you're gonna get a pick between three cards that are all based on a different way you could build your deck so there's strategic choice here um and so I think I wish that inscription had better balance, I think, because I think it's kind of starting to get frustrating to me uh, to to try to keep pushing forward with it. And there's like not a lot more frustrating with any game than when your friends are like, what are you talking about? It's easy. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. glad you're having a good time with it. But <laughs> Pat, you just got to get good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it- I think the RNG, but it it's kind of like Pony Island. That's kind of why I was prefacing by saying like Pony Island gameplay is not why you're there. It's for, it's for the quote unquote novelty and like seeing the creative shit that pops out of it. Cause like the mood of it, the vibe, like you said, like yeah. all of that stuff is a hundred percent on point. Like I love the way it tells its story. Like, especially through like the stoat and stuff like that, which you'll probably hear people talking about, um, where, 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 where some of your cards will talk to you. 
and which, the subtle visual changes as you continue to interact with those cards are unsettling and very good. Yeah. Um, but I just, I am interested to see where it goes because I think if it goes really compelling places, then cool. I could see putting up with the card game RNG being worth it. I will say as cool as a lot of that stuff is right now, it's definitely in that place of like, it's writing checks that it has yet to cash from a um, interactivity standpoint. Cause again, all that stuff in that cabin, it's like, Oh, this is cool that this happened, but all this is, is well, now I know where to click. Uh, it's definitely yeah. not puzzle solving at all. And that's been fun to move progress through so far, but I yeah. definitely need to see where it's going because if where it goes is fun, but there's no deeper gameplay to be found, it's kind of like, it's hard for me to like give it my seal of approval when, if it's just ends up being a cool vibe to the end, you know? Uh, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm also kind of, I th- I'm pretty positive on it, but I will definitely wait until I have finished it before kind of giving it any kind yeah. of stamp. But I think it's, it's a very from, it has a lot of really great ideas so far for sure. And, and whether or not those come to fruition, we'll definitely see. Um, but like, yeah, it has lots of clever things. Like I love the health system. If you want to think of it that way, I think it's a really clever health system, uh, which again, if you haven't seen it is it's a scale. So like if they do damage to you, the scale tips towards your side. If you do damage to them, the scale tips towards their side. And basically whichever side hits the floor first, is the side that loses um which is what the pliers will do for you <laughs> i don't know if we uh, want to get into that but uh no which, let's 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 let andre let's, discover let, that let, on his own yeah andre, you should play that point. Um, i you know i played the resident evil 7 dlc where you're playing like blackjack to not lose a limb you know they're like oh if you lose you lose a finger uh so you know i think i know what inscription's all about <laughs> yeah you should it's uh, it's it's a little more than that, but you it's should interesting. definitely get there. <laughs> it's an interesting game, and I'm I'm hoping that I come away. F- it's the sort of thing where right now I could come away from it very negative, I think, or like this is my favorite game of the year. That's like, totally. <laughs> I think it could end up going it's, either direction. Yeah, I would yeah, probably tend to agree. I, it's a bummer for, that it's so weighed down by like the RNG stuff. Yeah. I think at the same time, it's tough because I'm not saying I don't like any RNG. I think if it was just like pony island style puzzles and the card game didn't have any meat to it at all i would and i breeze through it in two and a half hours i'd probably be like eh whatever because that's kind of how i feel about pony island is eh, like it's fine i get it's it's got its cool ideas had a couple cool very cool moments but um so i i think it needed i'm glad that it is actually a card game and not just a system a series of simple puzzles but also Mm. i think it could have just been better balanced yeah yeah well speaking of balanced everyone knows that Alan wonderworld wonderland no I was, I was gonna say perfectly balanced like all things should be stalker shadow of chernobyl oh yeah I, I, what, what are you what are you doing here pat uh i 
Are you doing like zone reclamation project? Are you doing oh, vanilla? No. You doing We're playing vanilla, baby? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, the people. I don't. Uh, so I have like three relatively quick hits. This is the best one to take out, get out of the way first because I played it the most. But um, Stalker Shadow Chernobyl is a game that I played. I've played many times over the years. I've never actually finished it, so I decided this is. I wanted to finish it this time because uh, the folks over at Waypoint have been playing it for their Stocktober. Uh, so I read Roadside <laughs> Picnic a few weeks ago, and uh, I I watched the film Stalker, and um, and have been uh, which I hadn't done either of those before, and have been digging into the zone in Stalker: Shadow of Chernobyl. It's it's so interesting that that game has such a reputation of being broken because it, they put out a patch after it was put on Steam that fixes a lot of the primary problems with it. Like Zone Reclamation Project does help to make it even more stable and it helps to but but like the game has crashed i think twice for me and um whenever it crashes you can paste an error log like it copies an error log to your clipboard (laughs) um and i looked up the errors i was getting zone reclamation project does not fix the errors that i was getting (laughs) so (laughs) i i it's a cool patch i'm glad that people are are doing it but um, the game is not like a broken mess or anything <laughs> like its reputation suggests. Um, yeah, it's been fine other than those two instances of crashing for me. Uh, is quick save a lot too. shadow of Chernobyl is the first Correct. in the yeah. stalker games. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So it is a, uh, very interesting shooter, um, it's sort of yeah. open world, but not really, because you are kind of going through a sort of set of levels. But the way they present those levels is very like you can go backwards, and um, they're pretty sprawling. And uh, what I think I find so compelling about this game is it is immersive in a way that um, is extremely interesting. I wouldn't call it an immersive sim in its design necessarily. But it is so much a game where you hit a point where you're like, oh, yeah, I go back to the bar, I unwind, I sell the artifacts I found, I, I toss some some stuff I want to save for myself in a, in a safe, and um, I hang out here for a little bit, and I talk to the characters, and I pick up some jobs, and then I'm back out in the zone doing, like, getting by. Yeah. And, it's like, you know, oh, well, this time I found a couple extra artifacts and uh, a couple nice high quality guns and got out of there without spending too much ammo. And I came out ahead this time. It took like all of my ammunition to deal with this. And I'm down two or three thousand rubles because I had to pick up more ammo. Um, and that, that part of it, I think, is so good. That reminds me like. Um, I also loved the stalker games back when they came out, like my friend and I would sit at his PC in their living room playing them and just loved them. And if yeah. people need, um, like you've never heard of stalker or you're just unfamiliar and you need a more modern touchstone. It's to me, it always seemed like the inspiration gameplay wise, not story wise, cause they come from different places, but it, it was very much an inspiration for games like Metro. Um, so yeah. Like if, if you kind of have a feel for what Metro is, you're kind of like a quarter to halfway there of understanding what Stalker is going for. Yeah. I mean, Stalker is based on the roadside picnic is about, um, 
these zones that are yeah. kind of around the world and roadside picnics out in Canada, but uh, mm-hmm. it's these, these zones that are on the world around the world that are the result of a very short alien invasion that didn't really expand outside of them. And they left behind these basically just junk, like weird objects and, and fields and, and things um, not even necessarily monsters so much as just like, trash (laughs) and 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 clouds of of weird radiation and um and and uh stalker shadow of chernobyl imagines it uh well i actually haven't finished the story so i don't know what where it goes and i'm excited to see it uh because i want to know but um (laughs) it's set in the chernobyl exclusion zone so it's kind of framed the the understanding people has have is it was because the in 2007 or whatever the um, fuel store that was buried under Chernobyl exploded. And that's what caused the zone to exist. But otherwise it is directly inspired by the idea of just like weird junk laying around that, that it has special properties and like floating clouds of death and stuff like that. But, and then because it's a video game, there are monsters that have kind of evolved due to the, the, the resulting radiation and stuff. They're not like, they're like mutants. They're not like, whoa, crazy alien. And so much as I've played thus far. Um, but there's some pretty good spooky stuff in the game. Um, and, uh, and, and, and it's just, I mean, I just think it plays pretty well. Like it, it, it plays reminiscent to me of something like a half-life. It's not quite as, as, as hot as half-life is, but, um, I think I'm, I'm playing uh, on veteran, which is um, like challenging, but not like brutally hard. And um, the guns suck shit. They're so bad, but in a good way, like it's just like you aim and shoot (laughs) and the bullet is like, that's not where I aim this gun, but it, it feels right because the guns, even the ones that are high quality, like high durability, they're basically just like junk. Uh, So it's just all, the, the atmosphere and the game feel and the way the environments are constructed are just very cool and remain very cool. I think, uh, I think you have to be looking for a certain kind of game. Like y- you have to want a sort of, um, at times weirdly frustrating kind of game ex- gameplay experience. Uh, and you have to want, like there's moments where it's like, Oh, I got a new, uh, job, a new quest marker. Oh, it's all the way back in the first zone. So I'm going to spend 20 minutes running all the way back there and yeah. all of the enemies will have respawned. So I'm going to have to fight some dudes, not all of them, but yeah. Um, bear in mind, this is a 15 year old game. So a lot of yeah. future comforts we've come to know and love in modern era just simply aren't there. Yeah. Um, but, but there's something about it that I find in my brain though, it activates a sort of like, wow, I get to, I'm going to walk back to the first area and I, I really like that first area and the way it looks. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sprint across it again. Um, and I think that that's cool. Uh, and it's, it's, it's been very fun to revisit. I'm in the red forest now, which is where it gets very hard. And I came to a realization that like, I got to go back and get more armor. Cause while the durability in this game is not like super frustrating, uh, it's not like things degrade, 
all the time. Um, I've had the yeah. same armor for like four hours and it's finally getting to the point where it's not there anymore. Um, and I really need to go all the way back now to <laughs> a zone that is kind of far away to go and buy new armor. Uh, cause I need a specific set of armor that has good radiation protection that they don't sell at the most, the closest camp. Uh, so, um, going to do that. And then I've got a couple more maps left after I get through the red forest and I'll see the end. So I doubt I'm going to jump right into call of Pripyat and clear sky, but I do want to play them eventually. Call of Pripyat's really good too. It's a good series. Uh, there's there's a new one coming out, right? Stalker Two. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. I think that game's gonna suck. I, oh. I can't imagine. <laughs> like he's it's it's the main guy who's at what is it? GSC Game Worlds uh, was sure, the developer. I'm not, I'm not familiar. He's been he's been trying to make. It's the he was like one of the I think he was the lead developer on Shadow of Chernobyl and the other two. He's been wanting to make Stalker Two since those games and has been continually trying and basically like firing and hiring developers since then. And like has run out of money multiple times. And at times at one point, like THQ Nordic was, I, I want to say they were like saying they were making stalker two. And then he was like, no, fuck you. I'm making stalker two. <laughs> and, um, Microsoft gave that like, dude money. There was like a battle over the, the, the website. I think if I recall as to okay. who owned the website, and yeah, so and, and I mean, Microsoft did give that give him money, and I hope that the game is good because it would be great to have a cool modern version of this game. But I, I, my hopes are very low <laughs> yeah. for Stalker Two. They, they uh, also gave money to the Vampire the Masquerade or yeah. Vampire Bloodlines Two, and that I mean, almost it's almost almost canceled, and then it's important to keep in so. mind that any video game budget is like the change in your pocket to Microsoft, like. Yeah. They're a multi-billion-dollar company, so they're—they sure. don't have. I'm sure they're kind of just like whatever, a few million dollars, ten million dollars, even to one of these companies. If one of them happens to be the next Fortnite, which is sure. a ridiculous yeah. thing to suggest for Stalker or Vampire, but yeah, know, I'm sure that that's how the board, the boardroom people. Well, what if? What Microsoft if all the kids doing? are doing Stalker dances exactly this time? Then oh, it's next year, and it's worth it to them. So, yeah, but well, I hope it's good. Atomic Heart also looks really fucking oh, rad, man. and I have much yeah. more of, of a, yeah, of a hope for that if, game, and that's got some similar vibes. If Stalker turns into the next Fortnite, what guest characters do you want to see in Pripyat? Like, do you want to see The Rock in Pripyat? Do you want to see Ariana Grande Timothy in Pripyat? Timothy Chalamet. No, I only, want to see, I only want to see prominent Soviet figures. <laughs> Vladimir Putin in pripyat nah he's too like like he technically counts but i'm talking about like i want to see like joseph stalin and rasputin let's get gorbachev in there yes now we're fucking talking who's every year they have to put in like is your russia in eurovision I feel like that's a thing, right? Uh, or are they not allowed I, in? I think they're in. I think they're in. I don't it's watch Eurovision. Every year they should just, put in the Eurovision contestants from Russia. They're oh, just dude. not allowed to compete in any international athletics. Okay. Well, <laughs> how about Chekhov from Star Trek? Uh, yeah, that's sure. I think he'd be pretty good in there. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. I hope Stalker Two is uh, good. It's uh, Dolph Lundgren's Wessels. character from Rocky. What's good? In- <laughs> I, I, I yes. will break you. Uh, what's great about Microsoft giving people like the Vampire Devs and Stalker Guy money is Stalker I'm not going to buy those games. <laughs> I'm not going to have to buy those games to try them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the joy as of far game as I'm pass. concerned. Make Stalker 2. I hope he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants with Stalker 2. Maybe it'll be a total mess, but at least I won't have to pay $70 for it to and see what it, kind of mess it looks it is. It's been interesting because this is kind of uh, off topic from Stalker itself, but there was a lot of speculation that devs that put their games on day, on Game Pass were getting a like a short end of a stick shitty deal kind of thing. But like, there's been a lot of reports coming out lately, especially with Megan Fox and stuff like that, saying, "Yeah, no, it's been wildly successful to have our yeah. game on Game Pass." And like, we have within a month, we've like, we've made a profit. <laughs> there's so many different. There's such a wide scale of games on Game Pass. That's also true. And like team size, I bet that like, if you are a 15 person team and you happen to get one of the less good deals your game it probably feels like you're getting shafted whereas if you're i mean skatebird is i think three total three, people i think um yeah. so it could be that they got a decent deal and there's three of them and you know my understanding is the game hasn't really like blown the doors off of the platforms that it has been released to more traditionally it's probably much more profitable and compelling um for them to be on game pass I obviously just hope that peep that developers feel like they're getting a good deal for their work. Um, because yeah. you know, that's, that's the most important thing. So I'm really it's happy so- that if, um, that, that skateboard has done better there than what they may be expected. Yeah. But then there was like, what was it? Uh, square Enix and people can fly and people can fly being like, we haven't been paid our royalties or whatever by square. And like, they yeah, won't, but- they won't tell us like game pass numbers and stuff like that. So, and that, you know, that's kind of a separate thing, but like yeah. the game pass stuff gets sticky with like, depending on the dev and the publisher yeah. situation, the publisher, uh, yeah, and the relationships. Yep. Sure. That's kind of what I'm getting the, at. Yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. size of the company and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. yeah. Which but I think it, that's it's good to know that it's of... working for some people, at least like, you know, it's not a totally busted system. Yeah. I, like, I do think that's somewhat mutually exclusive because that kind of comes down to the, like the publisher to dev relationship, assuming the publisher is the one organizing the, you know, the game pass deal. Yeah. But so like related, but somewhat mutually exclusive, but yeah. And I guess overall that's kind of the, uh, the, what I'm getting at is it seems like it's a really great place for indie developers who are directly managing their relationship with Microsoft. Whereas when you're part of, when you're under a publisher, you know, the publisher can fuck you over in, in a myriad, in myriad ways. And at least with direct sales, there is a very much a, I mean, from what I have seen from developers talking about it, sometimes publishers also won't tell them what the sales are. But when you get to that point, you can just be like, look, fuck you. Tell us how much our game has sold. And it's much more complicated when it's a deal, like what game pass offers. It's, it's just by its very nature, more complex than how many copies has the game sold. Um, so it seems like it's a play a way that some larger publishers that were already going to fuck over the developer can obfuscate those numbers further, which um, can be frustrating. But I don't necessarily think that that's the blame lies with Microsoft in those situations. Um, it's just you wonder if uh, 
maybe some games are too too large to really work on game pass in a way or, that, that like, ends up benefiting the developer I, I feel like call of duty on game pass would not be beneficial to the nightmare company um yeah right yeah well that's well, something something of that scale. two two nightmare companies in a pod there uh well yeah Fair. let's not forget that microsoft is still making f-35 helmets <laughs> like this is they're yeah, not they're not necessarily not their a, gaming uh, not their gaming division per se <laughs> no no but but uh, overall yes parent company hey, who sure. knows what who who knows what connects being used for now well yeah that's that's what i mean it all, an xbox, it's all part of the xbox the pie series x mini fridge and every f-35 yeah unrelated uh, i with um i've been doing some work with some interns and i made them all very uncomfortable um that's bad you shouldn't that's not good but it was very uncomfortable in a funny way not in like a oh i want to leave forever way it was because we were talking tell them to gobble your nuts no well hr violation (laughs) you should not do that I think the word ligma was stated in one of our chats, but it wasn't by me. Um, however, uh, we were talking about setting up this video system for like a social media platform where you can hover your mouse over the icons and it shows the preview like YouTube does now. And I was like, oh, that came from porn. Because like a lot, a surprisingly huge amount of uh, technological innovation, especially in the web space, actually came from porn. And That's like, true like of talk, technology. Like, across the board like porn has done a lot for technology like when it comes to like secure online payments when it comes to like video streaming codecs when it comes to like really efficient gifts like uh, like the porn industry is a tech leader which and that made them very uncomfortable (laughs) always has been yep anyways Uh, stalker reasonable uh (laughs) stalker it's not pornography um yet yet you don't know what stalker 2 is (laughs) i don't want to think about that uh i don't want to think what there i don't know that the models in stalker shadow of chernobyl uh unsettling uses i you know uh some ain't no kink shaming on anyway (laughs) one game that that stalker shadow of chernobyl absolutely directly inspired was escape from tarkov which is all a a game escape from tarkov directly inspired another game that i checked out that i'll talk about very briefly which is uh the cycle frontier as is currently a game in closed beta on the old steam um and the old steam not the new steam not the new steam um well, so the, this originally, when I saw the cycle frontier, a friend of mine posted in a group chat like this this announcement thing, and I was like, "That's weird," because I played the cycle on the Epic Game Store like a year and a half ago, and it was okay. Um, so I wonder if it died, and they're trying to get it going again on Steam, which is kind of what happened. But it's a little more interesting than just like the cycle used to be just a sort of battle royale like but where it was about pve objectives so you would land you would fight pve objectives and then the match would end and while the match was ending you had to get to an extraction point and people would fight around the extraction point and you could fight with people anytime during the match and it was interesting um but i thought that the meta progression was a little thin uh 
wasn't terrible, but it just didn't have a lot of meat. So I kind of fell off of it because I was waiting to see where they would go with it as it ar- arrived at a larger full release instead of being the beta that I was playing. Um, I think maybe it died on Epic, which wouldn't surprise me because like... There weren't enough NFTs in it. So they just... You know, <laughs> the the user base is just... Tim Sweeney said, no, thank you. Like the user base for the Epic Game Store is very large, but discoverability is so trash on that platform they're always that, pushing new free stuff up yeah so i guess i, I, I can't imagine problem, but. it does but i can't imagine that anyone was finding the cycle looking yeah, at that epic exactly. the player counts were already yeah. pretty low so anyway this cycle frontier when i saw that it had just come out of nda i was like why would there be an nda for a relaunch of this game and it turns out it's because they i mean this game is like took it down to studs <laughs> yeah <laughs> and rebuilt it as instead of just a kind of vague battle royale ish with pve objectives it is tarkov now it is escape from tarkov but a little more a little bit more player friendly um if you don't know um tarkov is a game that eventually i want to get a lot more into because despite previous people no longer working for them having some pretty shitty things to say in the past the game itself is um very compelling uh and the idea with this sort of genre as it's becoming now because the battlefield also has a sort of tarkov inspired mode coming as well um is you are dropping into these locations and you're completing pve objectives generally and um sometimes though like with tarkov sometimes you're just dropping in and you're like whatever, man, let's see what kind of loot we can get. Let's just go like shoot some dudes and see what we can find. And uh, much smaller player counts than Battle Royales, but still on pretty large maps. And then you're getting out and you're taking your loot that you find with you. And then there's a meta game around sort of selling things that you're finding, almost like an MMO. You're developing like your character outside of the match. Uh, You have an inventory outside of the match where you're dropping things. But the big thing is when you die, you're losing everything that you had on you. So, you know, you go in fully loaded with your kick-ass assault rifle that you've carefully crafted from a bunch of different mods and your heavy armor and your great helmet and your huge backpack, and then you get shot and killed and all that stuff is gone. Maybe you spent 40 hours grinding for the stuff to get it. It's all gone in seconds. (laughs) And so what that does, if that doesn't sound appealing to you, I get it. I can see why that would sound awful to a lot of people, but it creates a sort of stakes that for me at least get me back to that feeling I had in the early days of PUBG where I was just basically like running super high adrenaline the whole time now when I play battle royales it's like fucking whatever I've done this so many times I don't care anymore but playing games like Tarkov it's like holy shit (laughs) I don't want to die uh so um the thing that the cycle frontier does is it um, it's a little less complicated than Tarkov. The objectives that you're doing in Tarkov, it'll be things like you'll get a quest that's like, oh, collect this specific kind of shotgun from scavs, which are like the PVE bandit enemies from scavs in this area. And so you do it, and but it's like, man, am I in the right area? Are these the enemies that are supposed to drop the shotguns? Let me look at the wiki and stuff. And like you do a lot of that. And like 
you need to pull up an external map generally because the map in the game doesn't have any objectives on it or like any I think it maybe has the extraction points but like it's very much a game that is where you're relying on the community to help you figure out how to play it because it's does not give half a fuck about whether you're having a good time or not <laughs> in the sure. game itself um yeah. it'll be things like oh you need 40 gauge wire and you're like i don't know where the fuck i'm gonna find 40 gauge wire and then you look <laughs> it up and it's like oh well you can find it occasionally it spawns in this box in this warehouse on this map but players tend to camp that so you know know that going in and i love that stuff but it's very like very much like hard to get into what the cycle frontier does one of the things it does is it's definitely like you need hardened metals they spawn in buildings and then you go and find buildings and sure enough there will be hardened metal laying around and instead of like a thousand different items that you might need one specific one of there's like 10 different resources that you're finding in different places so it makes that a little simpler the pve enemies um are really hard i'm not that's the thing Mm. i'm not sure i'm crazy about in the cycle yet is i've only died once and it was to pve enemies because jesus christ like if you don't see them ahead of time a couple of them jumped me that i hadn't seen and they killed me in like two hits and i had full armor on (laughs) so i was like what and you still lose everything if you die to pve stuff can can you play with a party like is it more does it seem like it's more balanced to party play for the pve uh yes and no i mean you can play with a duo trio or single player and you are all mixed up in the same matches and i think as a single player you have more freedom to move um a little more quietly and to kind of you don't have to communicate about your decision making so you're able to be pretty agile in how you move around the map i think it's more down to staying getting better at understanding where enemies will be and stuff like that. Um, like what their spawn patterns are and stuff, uh, not getting caught in a situation where you're standing in knee deep water with ferns and stuff all around you, obscuring things, which is why I didn't see these enemies. Um, but, um, the other thing that the cycle does that's very different than Tarkov is in Tarkov, you matchmake. So you hit, I want to go to this area, this big map, matchmake for two minutes at most i mean it's usually like 30 seconds and then it loads you in with like 12 people and they can be any configuration of solos duos and squads um and then everybody does their shit and you if you stick around and there's like a 45 minute timer and if you're not extracted by the end of the 45 minute timer you die but like if you find a good place to hide for 20 minutes there's a good chance half the people will have done what they came to do and they'll be gone the cycle has instances of it's basically like a dedicated server is running for six hours. And when you drop, it's dropping you into one of these servers that's already running. So the state of it could be anything. It could be that there's 10 people that are camping spots on the map. It could be that there's four people that are running around doing objectives. Like it's impossible to know because it's, it's players are always coming and going. And while you're doing your stuff, more people will come into the map, which is very cool. I like that aspect of it a lot, but um ultimately i think like the game's gonna live or die on how much depth it can put into its end game because tarkov has like practically an unlimited end game at this point like it is 
just there's just tons i mean you can play for thousands of hours and one of my friends was saying because tarkov does wipes like quarterly where you start to start over um and one of my friends was saying that like you you'd have to play it like a full-time job to actually do everything in within a wipe which works in its favor because it means there's always something to do i don't know how the cycle is going to handle that because it seems like it would it's really would be really fun to play for 100 hours or whatever to get all your reps up but then i don't know where you go from there and of course for people like me and probably all of us am i going to put more than that much time into the game am i going to even put that much time in the game who knows but in order for it to maintain healthy player counts and stay alive it needs to have people that are playing for hundreds of hours because those are the people that end up keeping it going so we'll see uh the the it's a free-to-play game too that's the other kind of cool thing tarkov costs money to buy but um the cycle is going to be supported i guess by skin shops so god the term skin shops just yeah, sounds know. fucking awful <laughs> i know sounds like something uh, we're yeah. gonna find in inscription <laughs> you uh yeah. you so far from what i've seen there's gonna be weapon skins and then you're also buying like um, you get to customize your character, but you're basically buying the like base template or like you're buying a type of person, <laughs> a vibe of person, uh, vibe, a vibe check, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that stuff goes. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. You can register for the beta right now. I don't know how many they like, if you got in on the first day, they were like, oh yeah, just come on in. You'll get an invite within an hour. And then the next day their servers completely like exploded that's awesome. And so they were they were like, we're not gonna have added be adding more people for a little bit. That's um, that's really great though. Like but, that's an that's a wonderful problem to have because it means what they're making is compelling. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if if he's a if if he's if he's a shitty dude, but uh, Pestily on YouTube is the person I looked I watched for Tarkov guides, and he did a video. I, I like his content quite a bit. He did a video about. Uh, the cycle that was not sponsored um he, he says up front like this was not a paid video and he said he thinks it's like as good but different than tarkov in most ways and he's really excited for the to have both of those games kind of competing against each other um who, who knows if it'll last but uh the um the the one thing i'll say is like it's the beta is open for another week and a half and then it's closing i guess until 2022 when it comes out so it's not going to be available to play too much longer in its current form but supposedly will be out hopefully early next year and i think it's a good if you're interested in this kind of game and want something that's a little more straightforward uh in in its onboarding and teaching you how to play and stuff i think it this is a good one to look at um it's it's because its mechanics are good the shooting isn't quite as good as tarkov but it's solid uh and it's uh the map is cool. It has really good scaling visuals. Um, if you scaling? just like, yeah. So like it'll auto detect settings and it'll say up front, like if, even if you change it and then relaunch the game, it's like, can we please auto detect our, your settings for you? And it'll, it looks really good. It uses DLSS and stuff. It'll like figure its shit out and it looks great for me and is still running at like 120 frames a second. Um, whereas when I would like manually set my settings, I was capping out around 55 uh, and it didn't look that much better. So uh, that part's kind of cool. Um, so keep your eye out for it. Check it out if you're interested in that style of game or if you want to get into it. That's 
the cycle frontier. Yeah. And oh, sorry. You got a you got a six seg. Oh six god. Six seg. I don't don't never uh, hmm. well I think um, we're going to we're going to travel over to the skin shop. <laughs> There's probably I wouldn't be surprised if there was a skin shop in this game. The last thing even briefer that I, I checked out, I've been watching for this game. It's been on a couple of uh, I think it was on a Nintendo Direct actually. Um or maybe it was a wholesome game show. It was a wholesome game showcase, not the Nintendo Direct. Uh, this game's called Book of Travels. Um, it just came out in early access. They're calling it oh, Chapter right. Zero. Right. Uh, I've been pretty excited about it because it's really unique and weird. It's they're calling it a TMO, like a tiny multiplayer TMO RPG, tiny tiny multiplayer online RPG. In that, it's like kind of an MMO but it's heavily instanced so that you never see more than another player or two. And there's no text chat. So to communicate with other players, you have to like use this little bank of emoticon kind of things, little speech bubble things that pop up that are like, it's like journey. Yeah. Journey is a really good comparison. Um, You can make part form parties and stuff and like go to do quests together. But yeah, it doesn't have any kind of text chat or anything. And, um, I didn't play very much of it because it's it's a very methodical, very slow game. Moving around the world is very slow. Um, it's a sort of a side-scrolling game. Side-scrolling is not really the right way to put it either, but it's like it's it's like you're looking at the world from a from a sort of head-on perspective and your character in it. And you're clicking around the environment to move your character. And sometimes you're clicking like in the background and the character is sort of running into the background and the camera will shift to a bit of an isometric perspective. But it's it's a very unique and sort of strange character or a camera perspective that shifts throughout the game. It is um, utterly gorgeous. Like the, 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 the Just like you. Environments. Well, thank you. It's prettier than I am. The environments are... Um, Doubt that. Really beautiful. Yeah. They have (laughs) they have a like uh, a kind of watercolor is the wrong way to put it, but it's you just have to see it. It's it's a very like flowing art style. Painterly Um, almost. Yeah, painterly is a good way to describe it. Um and the characters are very cool looking. They're very like uh similarly very kind of abstract almost. Uh and character creation in this game is very interesting because it's it's basically really trying to lean on um, more tabletop RPG elements of like your character's skills are less. There is combat, but it's less focused on combat than most games. I've not, I haven't even gotten into a fight in the hour or so that I've played. Um, and it's just a lot of exploring, talking to characters. You have to really have a notebook next to you because by design you'll talk to a character and they'll be like, Oh, there's a weird cave that's out on, you got to go up this road and then you got to take a left when you get to this big rock. And then you have to curve North once the trees start to, to get heavy. And then you'll find a cave another, uh, like half mile up the road from there. And they'll tell you this. And it's like, you better write that shit down. Cause it's not going on your map. <laughs> uh, there's not going to, there's no, quest log or anything that's telling you um where to go which i think is really fascinating and they say in the like 
in the game like hey this is by design you have your character will have traits that are like um they're kind of like feats in other games and you pick two positive ones and one negative one and one of the negative ones what i chose it, it hasn't been implemented yet into the build but it's called forgetful and um when you put you can put map markers down manually and type in what they're for and with the forgetful trait your uh text on your map markers sometimes will just disappear uh because you've like forgotten what the what you wrote down for so it's just it's that kind of game where it's very much asking you to play it on its terms and be um and come to it with like a desire to explore and kind of slowly uncover things about the world and develop your character. Um, and I think it's really has the potential to be really, really cool, but uh, it's definitely thin in terms of its content right now. And it's missing a lot of features. So um, it's, yeah. it's like 30 bucks. I don't know if I would recommend jumping into it at this phase. The reason I picked it up was because I rarely get into early access games to play them and see how they develop. Usually I'm just like, excited for it and I want to play it and I can't wait. So I get the early access one and then I either burn out on it or I don't ever play it. <laughs> and then eventually <laughs> when it comes out, I play it. This is actually one that I wanted to get in at the ground floor and watch it develop because I'm mm -hmm. so fascinated by the, um, the concept. And, uh, so I think if you're interested, it seems like it's beautiful and high quality and I'm sure that they're going to make it into something really fascinating, but, um, not necessarily a ton of gameplay there yet. I like went in a river at one point and I, and my clothes got wet Been and there. it was like, well now your stamina is going to drop a lot faster because you're running around in wet clothes. And sure. it was like, yeah. you could sit around by a fire and I was like, there's no fire around here. And then I'm like, ah, one. the games make one if you want, but who fucking knows how to do that? I don't know. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's that sort of very much stumble around and click on things and see what happens kind of game that, uh, that I enjoy, but may not be for everyone just yet. All right. Well, that's Book of Travels, Chapter Zero, and a whole bunch of other games we talked about. Yeah. Uh, now Nick. it's time. What? The the, the, the talk. It's the talk has been thick. No, oh, indeed. To three C's on this one. Yeah. Uh. And just like how our header in this Google Doc for this podcast has four W's on news, there's a bit of news this week. I don't know if we have to hit all of it. It's when I described it in our group. There's chat, some interesting it like, stuff. It, it, it's like a lot of small to medium sized news. Nothing like really heavy. There, there's no yeah. blockbuster. Like oh my god, the industry has been shaken. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That but, battlefield briefing was pretty long. Was it? I like. It I read was. it and like. I, I didn't feel oh, like it was I, that long. Oh, I thought it was pretty, pretty, pretty long and deep for a. Uh, this is what we <laughs> learned in the beta. Yeah. It's like yeah, this sure. is like five thousand words. <laughs> Maybe not that many. Two or three thousand. I read it while pooping, so you know. Um, just yeah. didn't we all <laughs> i i think i did too I, so yeah. i don't know your life i don't know your life <laughs> uh i haven't uh, watched any of the videos in it for obvious yeah I, did, I, did, I didn't watch yeah i was i don't know who watches videos while they poop that's that's weird um, uh 
eh, it's not so bad if you have yeah. your head your airpods on you but uh i uh, bathrooms get echoey so you're right you got to wear the airpods otherwise the well, audio otherwise is the just people, all and, wild and i dread the moment when someone walks by the bathroom whether it's you know like my partner who i live with or at work and someone's like what are they li- are those guns what's going on in there are you okay i have absolutely walked by the bathroom at work and there's been someone listening to music like (laughs) and it's just like this is a really weird i didn't i don't want to know anything about what's this door is like Mm -hmm. a monolithic barrier Mm -hmm. into a place that doesn't exist right now because there's another person in there i don't want it to the the things from that other universe to seep into mine what is the ultimate poop in music Poop in USA. <laughs> no, it's got to be something like, like, like P Funk or something, or like some like, <laughs> like Earth Wind and Fire, or like George Clinton or something like that. Yeah. All right, get some Bootsy Collins for your booty Collins. Yeah, exactly. You need something with some good rhythm that's like upbeat <laughs> and. <laughs> I'm writing that down as a. Episode title, Bootsy Collins for your booty Collins. Sure, yeah. For for your booties Collins, I suppose. Booty Collins, I think, uh, is enough, but yeah. Um, So yeah, uh, Battlefield, uh, DICE put out a big document, big blog post, what what have you, detailing what they learned uh, from the Battlefield 2042 beta, and what they've changed, how the full release will differ from the beta, all that stuff. There's some interesting, like interesting That's tidbits cool. in there. Yeah, yeah. like uh, they're not the first company to do this, and it's it's good that they're being open. Like, okay, here's what we learned. Here's what we're changing. Yeah. Uh, like one of the big things is they're doubling the amount of tanks that are on the map. For at least for orbital, which is the map in the beta. Uh, so in the beta, there were like four four tanks per side. Now there will be up to eight tanks per side. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Um, it's cool that there's more specialists. I didn't realize that. The, I thought that was yeah. all of them, but there's mm-hmm. like double. There's t- there's only four in the beta, and there's ten. Yeah. in full yeah, game, which then, is cool. Then they're adding more in season passes, which was known, but like one per season, I think. Uh, Some specialist. Of the- there's some good progression stuff in there. I think there's also stuff like this game sounds like it should they should just push it to March and just say maybe here's the room do what you need because like they're talking they talk about how the map might not be in the game for launch. Yeah. Which well, is so like, weird. Dude. So, <laughs> so it what I got from that was it might not be in for the early access period which is like an, a week early from yeah, like the uh, launch I, which is where you have to pay extra. That it's means still not great. coming in hot. That's oh, what yeah. I mean though. Yeah. Yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is if it's like, not in a week before the full launch okay. of the game. Let's say let's say that is the case. That turns into a situation which we saw a lot not a lot. We saw occasionally last gen where that game is going to be borderline unplayable like if you get a physical copy and do not get the day zero. Well, yeah. I mean, it's an, well, it's, it's, an well on, it's an online game so it's, it's going to be unplayable anywhere. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, like it, that's more of a theoretical situation but like I see what you mean though. It is but like, yeah. it sounds very hot and it sounds like it is, yeah. in some way, I mean, selfishly, I would rather it come out and be busted and then they fix it over the next six months so that yeah. I can mm-hmm. play it while it's busted and at least have some fun with it. 
Um, But I think from a business perspective and probably for a health of the game, it would make more sense for them to just delay this game another three months for them to figure out what they need to do. Um, But I doubt that that's going to happen. It sounds like it's probably because it's EA's. I mean, it's got to come out. Uh, what if they went? Yeah. Surprise! Battlefield's delayed. Titanfall three, motherfuckers. <laughs> Man, I well, wish. But the thing, this is a great example of like, I just wish more companies, more big publishers, yeah, would say, "Hey, early access. We're putting the game out. It's going to be mm-hmm. in a you know purchasable beta state. Mm-hmm. Here's five bucks off the price of the game. We can still make our." profits on it this this quarter and we're saying up front hey this is a little broken um like there's so many places where i think that would be really helpful in this case i mean i think if even if cyberpunk had come out and they had i mean that that game had that was a whole mess but if if they had said a month ahead of time look we don't want to delay it again we really want to put it in your hands but it's busted uh here we're calling this early access the total the conversation around that game would have been completely different. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So short seg, uh, short unrelated. Uh, I didn't put it in our news, but did you hear about the cyberpunk news for the next gen? No. It delayed to t- uh, next it, year. It got got delayed to like Q two next year, and then the Witcher next gen is also delayed like another six months. Uh, what are they doing? That's a bummer. Uh, <laughs> any, any, anyways, not even barely worth talking. Yeah, about, yeah, but, yeah. But 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 uh, I agree with what you're saying. It would be cool to get big companies in the early access kind of wagon, but shareholders probably aren't going to be pleased with that. I think there's also, it's kind of a different sell to the audiences for those games because maybe the Battlefield audience is like savvy. I don't know. Fortnite yeah. said early access for like three years after it was yeah, like yeah. out. But, all, yeah, yeah, but, that, that was for but the, they were the still like, what, what is this mode, right? game? Yeah. No. And no, when you launched the Battle Royale, the, anytime you launched the Battle Royale Fortnite, 2 was early oh, access or early beta access. or whatever. Now that's free to play. Yeah. So it's a different va- proposition yeah. than asking people to spend yeah. money gotcha. on it. But still. And that, w- that was weird because that whole thing was very odd and bizarre. But with calling it free to play or yeah. early access or whatever it was they called it. Um, but, you know, with like Sony it being very selective with their like, oh, it's early access on this game or whatever. And. Yeah, you it's know just a, how what is the how will the audience respond to that? And if yeah. you say it's early access, how many people go? Oh, I'll get it later, and then never pick it up. And you're you're always going to have some of that. But yeah, I don't know. It, I it just is think, it is uh, an interesting idea, and more companies should try to embrace sure. that idea and normalize it. And if this 100%. game comes out in three weeks and it's a busted mess, I busted. I don't. I don't know if Dice can take another one of those because people still think that Battlefront Two is bad, even though Battlefront Two is like arguably the best Star Wars game ever made at this point. Like people don't know the journey that game went on because the press only covered the part where it was broken. Nobody yeah. covered the years of work yeah. they put into it to make it fucking amazing. Now, yeah. um, things and, move on, right? And so I think. If Battlefield 2042 comes out and it's a mess, the story is going to be, is this the end of Battlefield? And that's the last you're going to hear about it from large outlets. And it's going to put that game in a rough position for the future. Um, But maybe that doesn't matter because also Battlefront 2 had a vibrant community that I think is still playing it because they stuck around and did pay attention. So 
Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's fine. Um, it's it's got you know stiff competition with Call of Duty and uh, Halo, both coming out this year. Like you know, yeah. on either side of it. Or, I think those are both going to be pretty disappointing. Call of Duty. So. When is Call of Duty out? Um, it's November. It's in like it's like okay. it's like, okay. in like two. I think it's in like two weeks. Yeah, I think it's before Battlefield. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I played the beta they, of that game. It was fine. It's more game? like it's yeah. better than it's better than Cold War for sure. Okay. I think. Um, uh, well. Don't worry, because you'll have the full Call of Duty experience when it comes out, because it's going to be full of cheaters, because that kernel level driver got leaked. <laughs> I so know. the cheaters have a head it's a whole other... on, on well, But also, I don't know, I played the I played Vanguard for um, like a few hours in the beta at first, and was like, oh, this is great. It feels more like Modern Warfare. I'm going to totally pick this up. And then I, uh, over the course of the weekend, I played a bunch more of it to try to get to level 20, which I did to get their like special gun you got for getting to level 20 when the game comes out and uh, it's like a cool gun skin. And, and I played, I ended up playing like 10 hours of that beta and I was like, "Eh, I don't know, maybe I'm done. (laughs) I don't know if I need to play this on release or not actually, because it's fine. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm definitely still much more excited for Battlefield. Uh, I will be in the early access period because I bought the "You're a stupid idiot" version of that game. <laughs> um. So while we were talking about Call of Duty, it reminded me of a headline I saw. Uh-huh. Um, it's called these quick industry- Gamesindustry.biz, I think, was doing an interview, or they're pulling this from, I don't know where they're pulling this from, but this quote is from the chief marketing officer at Activision Blizzard. Call of Duty Vanguard captures the epic intimacy of World War II in an incredibly immersive manner. What the fuck? This this sounds like it's, sounds like they're, they've been listening to Munch Squad. Battlefield onesie, baby. Uh God, the battlefield onesie. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's Sledgehammer, right? It's not yeah. not just early. Yeah, so like I think Sledgehammer sounds like they have a very cool team of people working on the, the game. Um like World War II has never actually been done particularly well. Like it's there's games that have been there are great World War II shooters that have great campaigns from a gameplay perspective and from a like this is like a movie perspective, but no game has actually like really accurately or, or gotten to the core of like what that conflict was and what it was like for people that were experiencing it. I, I don't, I don't think we should necessarily. Um, yeah. So I think those kinds of statements are really tone deaf and mm-hmm. not, especially considering that the campaign for this game is apparently about the Russian invasion of Berlin, which uh, was one of the most horrific periods of time in the war at least in europe so uh i i don't think it needs to i don't know that i need to know about the epic intimacy from the first person perspective of someone you you don't Uh, want to be down in a foxhole with your homies cuddled up kissing your butts goodbye uh i don't think that's so much what will be if they're if they want to portray it accurately which they won't but an accurate portrayal of that in of that period of the war would not be uh the intimacy of your your friends in a foxhole it's more the horrors inflicted on civilians in (laughs) from both sides of the conflict uh which don't need to be discussed in a game in my opinion 
or not a game like or not in a call of duty game let's put it that way sure yeah uh, that's fair okay. this war of mine is probably a more similar look a more a more uh accurate look at <laughs> what that's like well from one war to another god of war 2018 coming to pc yeah boy sure boy the more distance i i was just talking to a coworker about this the more distance i get from that game the more i'm like yeah it's it's a the good axe game. throws good that's I, I good to play for sure i enjoyed the, i enjoyed the journey i i don't need to go back to it but you know i'll, I, I I'll think play that next one I think it's really good for people who have never had a PlayStation and have had no desire to get a PlayStation. Oh yeah. I think it's great for these games to come to PC period. Like full stop. That's just games coming from Microsoft's putting their games on PC. Sony should also put all of their games on PC. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo should put all of their games on PC. Yes. (laughs) That's just the PC is a platform that anybody can access. Decent fucking controller. Yeah. I just need to like Uh, get an eight bit dough, like USB adapter for my fucking switch or something. I'm not sure. I'm looking forward to the next wave of God of War is the best piece of media that human hands sure. other yeah. ever uh-huh. gently and lovingly crafted that we got the first time around and continue to get when IGN puts out fucking reader polls. <laughs> that oh, game is yeah. suggesting that game is the best game of all time is like a jokerfication moment for me. <laughs> that is it's a good game. Sure. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah. Maybe one of the best that year we thought it was at the time. Uh, I, I don't on reflection necessarily think it's, Maybe a top ten or yeah. We we I, made a mistake, and I I, I knew did. at the time we were making a mistake. But I like you know I think Pat was the only other person who had touched Yakuza Six, and like you know this. I don't remember if I agreed that it should have been number one. I certainly do now. If I didn't, then yeah. Well, <laughs> what Yakuza? Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely, I do. I'm happy to be put on record stating I think Yakuza Six is a better video game than God of War. <laughs> uh, still think but, uh, finally vindication. Still think the missing should have been higher. I think the missing is a better game than God of War. Uh, That's an interesting take. I don't know if I agree with. I can be with the you gameplay there, in God of War but, again. Is it, the yeah. gameplay is is very good in God of War. It's very solid. The visuals are very solid. I, I think you know what I, I, Pat. I would say the missing is more important than God of War, which to me is what <laughs> I care about yeah. anyway and sure you know, sure that's uh, you know valid you know even though i don't like it i think oberdin would have been a better pick i well obviously I, that was anyways my, that was my game of the year that year so obviously i, agree <laughs> yeah. I, I don't i still don't like um, it but um but but think, but when we talk about oberdin and the reasons you don't like it i think that that's an interesting conversation to me god of war is very much like it's hard that for me to con- sure is good <laughs> yeah but and that's the thing right is like I think the boss fights in that game at the moment are like <sighs> astonishing in their scale. But when you actually look at the mechanical, yeah, perf- like what you do I, in those boss fights, they're pretty fucking boring. And, um, the, like I, the ax throw is good, but by the thousandth, um, yeah. Draw gear that you kill, like what's the point anymore? It, it's, it's just, I think that that game is, um, very good in the moment when you play it. And I think, just don't think about it. What I told my coworker who was excited to play it on PC, it was like, just don't think too hard while you play it. <laughs> Cause yep. I think that's just go, man, this feels good to play and stop there. Because okay. if you, if you start to examine like the story and the depth of the characters at all too, it is like, 
fucking kid. I hated him at the time the, too. The, the best his whole yeah, his whole shithead fucking. We talked about arc. recently, but that's the best part of that game because it actually makes you feel something. The rest of it is like yeah, dipping your pinky in a petri dish in terms of depth. Like <laughs> it's just like nothing there. Driving that boat had its moment. Eh, anyway, we don't have to go on. No, I know we don't have to relive. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it again. If, if someone hasn't played God of War, I think they should play it. Um, yeah. it's worth playing. And if, yeah. if that is on PC with like, apparently it's going to have DLSS and it's done by Sony Santa Monica themselves. Sure. It's probably going to be a good version of it. And but, for what it's worth, based on the expansion of the writing team that they have made there, um, what with Atlanta Pierce's and such. Yeah. I am like, thank God there is a woman working on the next one. Oh um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am interested to see where the story, if the story is better in the next one. Yeah. Um, they did not treat, Oh God, what's her name? The Freya. The lady Freya. Yeah. They really fucked Freya's character over. It's that's, that's, they, they call her, don't, don't they call her something else for like half the game? Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, Oh, she, they don't want you to like, yeah, it's, no. it's the game. Wink. Clue this, into is the it. Pr- this is the problem. It's the game going, you know, this is Freya, but won't it be cool later when we actually use her name? And I'm just like, that's foo, so foo, foo. like fuck but off. I've, I, it's it's like <laughs> difficult because I, you know, it's like in the Marvel stuff or Star Wars or you know anything where there are people who are heavily invested. You know, if people who know Norse mythology versus people who don't. Like, they're going to have that reaction, whereas the people who don't know Norse mythology are going to go, whoa, yeah. that's great. What? That's who that is? Oh, but my God. But they don't have the context for who she is anyway if they don't but, know but they, But they, so, they get, yeah. the, they get like, the story, like, you know, the st- context from the story of, oh, this is how this character relates to that character as the, yeah. as the way the game yeah. presents it. And I guess, like, you well, know, the, well, think about th- th- this th- is like thing. a thing with like the the MCU and like you know the characters who yeah. show up and you go, they say a name they say like oh Reed Richards and you're like oh shit Reed Richards and then but, you know other people well, are like think, what the fuck is a Reed Richards yeah but think about like how many or how hyped people were with that post credit scene in God of War where they're like oh it's gonna be Thor and then like uh-huh, the yeah. marketing came out and there's like here's Thor and he's thick and everybody was pissed. Like, and I'm like, that's, that's, finally, something like, interesting yeah. from this game. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was awesome. And like, as soon as I started that game, I was like, I wonder when Tweer's going to show up, or Tear, however you want to pronounce yeah. it. And then he's uh, in Tweer, there. Tweer is the traditional, and now he's in it. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, if you have familiarity with Norse mythology, they do cool stuff. They make some interesting references, but... Yeah. It, but they also yeah. have to, you know, they're they also it. writing for an audience that mostly knows very little or the extent of their knowledge is the mcu yeah i just wish freya we can move on from this if we want but i wish freya had her traditional depiction of the chariot of that's pulled by cats that would have been pretty fucking badass (laughs) yeah i just wish that it could be in this next game i wish that if they were gonna i mean they could just that they could just have a little more depth to the story itself like a mcu movie you watch for two to three hours yeah, this is like a forty-hour-long video game, and yeah, de- no, definitely, it's like you could cut uh, twenty-five hours of it, and I don't think you would be missing anything. It's is the real issue. Yeah, the, the issue, the issue is just it's a mass market media thing. Yeah, so totally. it's gonna be. Yeah. I have similar uh, problems with every video game that Sony has put out sure. in like the latter half of the PS4 era on, <laughs> probably reaching back further than that. Yeah, so totally, uh, totally fair. You know. I, I would level similar complaints 
along with other different ones, but at stuff like Last of Us and Last of Us Two and yeah. uh, Ghost of Tsushima and all this, a lot of this stuff. So, Ratchet and Clank coming for you next. No, perfect. Ratchet and no, Clank's no, that's perfect. Good. I know, I know, I'm perfect. <laughs> I didn't finish it, so I don't know if I'd say it's perfect. No, I, it's, it's, it, it is. It is very good. Like, I yeah, it doesn't I think, suffer from the same issues. I don't think. At least it's not one of since, Sony's house games. At least since like the PS three games i'd say all those games have been super solid and people yeah, take fair. issue with the 2016 yeah spider-man like remake Vern, but yeah uh, anyway but, well we anyway. should burn through these so alex can be free yeah. of this yeah i got uh, unfortunately I, <laughs> concerned ape uh developer oh, yeah. of stardew valley has announced their next game after they did like their weird like stardew 2.0 patch like earlier this I, year was that i want to play it was that was that earlier this year holy crap was, yeah i don't know god it time is some point it was, yeah uh but yeah so it, it's called haunted chocolatier yeah sick it looks good all right um i was kind of anticipating allison to be here to talk about this one because it seemed like very upper alley and yeah it's cool it seems like it's more combat focused which take it or leave it i don't know the combat in stardew was never good so hopefully yeah. that's been improved and like there's like decision trees and like com- conversation trees so you can have different things that happen which is really cool and yeah to me it looked like kind of it looks like stardew like it like straight up it, there's a lot of recycled assets it you're not going to concern the or uh, uh not concerned you're not going to confuse this with like you know uh this is the exact same style you're not going to be you know, think it's something else. But anyways, uh, it kind of reminds me of Reketeer in a lot of ways. And Reketeer was a fucking awesome game. I don't know if y'all have played it, but no, but I, it's you know, extremely good. The, the Dave someday. Lang connect game. No, <laughs> <laughs> that, that game is also good, but that's just, uh, boom blocks and angry birds. Uh, Reketeer was like, uh, like you play the shop in an RPG. Yeah. I'm familiar. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really good. So, um, so yeah, that's it. Says that the de- the developer says don't expect the game anytime soon. Uh, yep. It'll be ready when it's ready. So good for them making a new game. Uh, next up, quick hit. Bungie is going to be charging extra what? for dungeons uh, in Destiny going forward, which I, I missed this. Uh, in the past, dungeons yeah. have been part of expansions, uh, but I guess they're going to have they're going to be in like a higher tier of pass I don't, or like expansion. I don't under, like I, I appreciate that Bungie is a talented developer with people, and it's like I want them to do what they need to do to make sure that people employed there are like making good money and have great benefits and good work-life balance and stuff. So I I say this with that in mind. There's not that much in the expansions all without the dungeons. Like, Mm -hmm. you're getting, like, a four-hour campaign. I mean, if you look at, like, Beyond Light, like a four-hour campaign and a raid, and then, like, a bunch of very grindy repeat, like, grindy stuff that you can do to get certain weapons and upgrades. Like... It seems like this the con their content is just so thin already that like paywalling another part of it around mm-hmm. a separate paywall is very 
odd to me. Yeah, um, yep. I'm I'm with you yeah. there. Uh, and the thing, some one of the kind of discourses I saw around it because I don't follow Destiny very closely and I don't play it, so whatever. But the thing that I found interesting surrounding it um, is a the the total mess and confusing just nightmare it is to even figure out how to start. Like if someone wants oh, to start Destiny now, yeah. like yeah. what what do you do? And yeah. then like you like it's boot worse up the than game. Tarkov. And it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's like do you go, get, here's a billion di- different places you can go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like are you getting a subscription? Like like basically, it seems like they're raising an annual subscription price for Destiny with this, like from sixty dollars from an annual expansion to now eighty dollars for an annual expansion. I think the expansions and, are. I don't think they're sixty, but yeah. But but uh, it seems this, like what they're doing, the, and to get to to get the full, yeah. uh, you have to get the, the deluxe edition to yeah. get all the all the dungeon all the dungeon stuff. And, yeah. Um. But the the other thing I saw that people were talking about is that, like, remember when people were blaming Activision for all the monetization and like they kind of painted Bungie as the good guys and like the victim of Activision's greed, but it's like this is kind of the same thing that's still I, going. Yeah. And now there's like different, like before being, they're in a very different situation where it's like Activision forcing monetization on them and certain things. Then they get, you know, they make that change to free to play and like being on their own. They have to come up with a new revenue stream and like yeah. that stuff changes. So like that, that stuff is all, you know, uh, this stuff, you know, when Activision or, you know, when they were still under Activision, there was some, like, really obnoxious stuff in, like, set up that way. Uh, with, like, even, like, shaders were, like, limited use. Oh, yeah. And you could only get them I, out of, like, I guess randomly. So that, ultimately, like, stuff like that really sucked. But Asking for, like, 80 bucks, which is the cost of the deluxe edition of the expansion. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's 40 or yeah. 80. Um, asking for 80 bucks for a full year of content, which I believe the deluxe edition includes. Or yes. maybe it only includes... The first it should include the deluxe edition should include the full the full year. Except, um, no, it's it's a hundred for the uh, oh no that's the plus the bunny bungee thirtieth anniversary bundle. I don't know what that is. is. Another thing. Oh, that's another thing you can buy that gives you <laughs> access to some content and stuff that's coming in December. Um, okay, but uh, but but if the, even if they said a hundred dollars for a year of content, I don't think that's unreasonable for a game that you're going to spend hundreds of hours in if if you're going to spend that um, time in it yeah and if it has that depth of content but it just it, i go back to like just charge a fucking subscription for your mmos sure. like mm-hmm. i understand that people flinch at that and it's hard to do now but like the fact like one thing that i will 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 um say that is so good about wow and final fantasy as well you pay 15 bucks a month for WoW, you know you're getting, you can do anything in the game. There are a few cosmetics that you can buy outside of that from their shop. But in terms of the gameplay and 90% of the cosmetic content in that game, you know that all you have to do is plop down the subscription fee and then buy an expansion occasionally, every couple years maybe. Um, yeah. And when they do expansions, they're 40 bucks and any higher tiered cost that you buy it in is all going to be for cosmetics. And the fact that that's simplicity is there for those games is just like, that's the value of the, the recurring subscription. I think 
like Elder Scrolls Online kind of does the best of both worlds where you can do their weird, like here's a thousand different packs you can buy, or you can just give them a sub fee and then they give you everything um, for as long as you're subscribed, which is good too. I think that way you can do it a la carte or with the the subscription. But the way Bungie's handling it just is very off-putting to me. I'm wondering if they've got like metrics that show dungeons just are not popular for whatever reason whether that's like i'm sure they're they're three person raids so yeah uh whether that be you know whatever reason is is if it's the loose not uh which is hard compelling enough for people they're hard but you know they're not as hard as a raid and that you know less people they are theoretically they they're arguably uh, they're they're, they're, but they're shorter they don't require as many people not as much cooperation which you know so they're they're difficult but yeah so and you know there's all these things there and they were like a newer edition is there a is there like a resource reason like it's not worth their time as it currently is to develop these things and so like we want to keep making them but we need to get more money to like make it worthwhile because like people aren't playing them and so if you're going to pay this money you know if you really want to play it you got to give us more money or is it just they need another revenue stream to like you know, another I reason to like milk people? All that's fine, actually. I yeah. don't have a moral issue with any of it. It's just so confusing the way they're structuring it. Sure. That's the yeah. part. That's yeah. the issue to me. I think, um, especially because the also, dungeons are often like tied into like the stories they're telling. Yeah, it's it's how they're structuring it, and also how they're communicating it. Like yeah. I think it's been there. It's been a big issue with communication from them for yep. years at this point. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, I don't know that any of us, I played a bunch of Destiny a couple months ago, and my group of, I think at least one person will hear me talking about this too, but we, as I suspected, it's been impossible to Oh yeah, you never got people. to raid, did you? Yeah. We did it one time, and then uh, uh, so like you didn't got get past the first encounter, Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and ever since then, I've every like week or so, it's come up, and I've been like, happy to raid, happy to set the time aside, any Sunday. <laughs> Just tell me. And people are like, well, what if we, Sundays are hard. What if we did a Monday night? No, I can't do Monday. Well, what about Wednesday? No, Monday's not going to work. And then it's like, I just sit there and I'm like, we're never going to fucking do this ever again. The joy joy of being adults. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, the joy of also Destiny being like third tier. Everyone would rather be in this group. Everyone would rather be racing or probably playing like rocket league or something like that so or tarkov or whatever battlefield are there what if they put what if they put ghost racing back sparrow racing back in destiny would then would your no i would uninstall (laughs) destiny do you think Uh, people have bumper stickers that say like i'd rather be playing rocket league oh 100 absolutely okay great Uh, dead mouse almost assuredly that's probably an <laughs> on NFT his, on his Lamborghini. There's probably an, yeah. there's probably an NFT of that, like a, you know, and Epic will have it on the store. And it looks like fucking shit, like all NFTs. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, I don't want to get I saw down in the NFT shit. No, but. I'll share it later. I didn't. Don't yeah, worry no, if you're listening. You don't care. <laughs> you shouldn't care. Anyway, uh, next up. Speaking of. Bogged down in the shit. Blizzard <laughs> Activision uh, has changed the name of Overwatch character McCree to Cole Cassidy because the uh, McCree was named after 
a an employee, a former employee at Blizzard who is uh, accused or uh, accused of and uh, dismissed harassment and, and yes, Dis- dismissed, yeah. dismissed from employee. the company. I should say. I think it's yeah. I think it's good, but like as Alex editorialized here, it doesn't say anything about what's going Plus, on internally yeah. meaningfully. I, I I do think though it's worth saying that this sort of change is good. Like this generally with yeah. these sorts of things, like um, like the 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 way that games sometimes if we can change like balance in games you we should also be able to change this sort of stuff uh mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's very performative but i think it oh, from what i what one i've read it was also one of the requests of uh some of the activist employee sure. groups yeah. that yeah, were exactly. with like internal to blizzard so in that sense, it is positive that they're actually listening to those groups, and hopefully that yeah. means they will continue listening to them and make other structural changes rather than just continuing to change names and swap yeah. out it's, art in WoW yeah. and cha- remove NPCs and like that stuff. Just yeah. like yeah, that stuff it's is just pointless. Such a, but it's such a nothing gesture. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't but think I, like, it's like it, it, I'm it's, not that cynical it's, about it's, it. It's it's, I, mean, I, it's meaningful. It's it's a it's such a. It's, it's less important a, than actual like, structural change at the company yes, by, a, by yes. a long it's, shot. But it's easy and it's very much like, oh, see, we did something. Like, it, get off in, our back. Like, from a programming point of view, they changed one string. No, like, I know it's it's, <laughs> but it, but it's it's a very it's a simple change. But I th- I still think that it's it's I can't imagine being put in that situation. But if I had to work on a character whose name was somebody that I knew was a piece of shit yeah. every single day, yeah. I would feel much worse about yeah. doing that work. Absolutely. So I think it, I think it's yeah. still worth. And, and I think Wor- so often worthwhile doing. Yes. Yeah. I think so often people like with video games, it's just like, like I think about all the movies to me that are ruined by total piece of shit people being in them. Yep. And how great would it be if I could, if we could just like, it was Zack Snyder and, and just else. CGI Tignataro instead. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, so some of that stuff, I think, given that we can change games, I think that that should be. Um, yeah. It, that, it'd that's... be one thing if it was if there was some deep art reason why mm-hmm. the character needed to be named McCree, but who fucking cares? Also, who cares about Overwatch at this point anyway? No offense to Overwatch fans out there. I am an Overwatch fan historically. And boy, howdy, is that series dead to me? Absolutely. <laughs> not even for any of these reasons. Like, I, I'm no. not somebody who. I mean, Jeff, who, when Jeff Kaplan left, it was. Yeah. Clearly I'm not going to cross any <laughs> picket lines, but I'm also not necessarily like actively participating in a boycott of their products. I want to see structural change at the company and we'll continue to like support the employees demanding it in whatever way they ask. But um, like, I, I would play Overwatch 2 unless they were specifically asking people not to. But. I think Overwatch 2 is like, if it ever comes out, it's like, whatever. <laughs> At this uh, point. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. And this, this one's bullshit. Like, who get Fucking sources claim new Splinter Cell may be in development at Ubisoft. It do be a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Like, whatever. Like, I'm just fucking over it. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the headlines. <laughs> I'm sick of the rumors. I'm, I'm just fucking sick of it. Splitter Cell, Bloodborne, Silent Hill. Just fucking get out of here. Exactly. Thank you. You're. We've arrived at the same place. Let's stop doing the podcast. 
up. I'm joking. This is fucking the same. I'm totally same with you. Fucking. I don't give a shit anymore. For I, fucking years. How, is, how many goddamn years have they been going? Oh, there's. Oh, Ubisoft's got a well, new Splinter Cell game. You know, you know that the reason that the rumors it's such it's so boring and mundane. I'm sure that all this time there has been Splinter. There has been teams going. Eh, let's fuck around with the Splinter Cell prototype. Eh, it's still not very good. Whatever. And yeah. and then somebody in a Slack message, somebody sees that there were a couple people doing a, a Splinter Cell technical test and on the build that's been around for years. And then that filtered through to somebody's friend at a bar. And then that person talked to a, a reporter and they're like, oh, shit, Splinter Cell game in development. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, they have. I am sure that there is a that people at Sony have talked to from about bloodborne pc port i'm sure it's happened it just hasn't got off the ground same thing through a silent hill just hasn't got off the ground like all of this stuff is in development it always is is rotating around will it ever come out who knows <laughs> like i could yeah the the latest a, room like the, make a siphon filter there is instead. sure the yeah. the only interesting thing about that bloodborne stuff is that um maybe blue point is making bloodborne 2 weird that would be uh, more interesting, like, but yeah. So, like, but all these they, rumors are yeah. It's, it's like Grand Theft Auto Six is for sure in in development. Like mm-hmm. Fallout Five is for sure in development. Like, guarantee mm-hmm. you, there are people, whether they're on a marketing team or a writing team or a technical team, talking about what they're going to do for that game sometime in the future yeah. over lunch. Like <laughs> making concept art, making yeah, yeah. <laughs> these games are always in development. And we don't need to report on rumors about them because if they ever come out, it'll be in like five to ten years. So <laughs> who cares? Uh, next up, this this is a new one that I did not know. Uh, Europeans can't buy Dying Light on Switch because it's banned in Germany. And yep. Germany is where the eShop is registered in Europe. So is this like EU? Like, is the UK good to buy? I that's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't look too deep into that. Okay, uh, but so what? What? What is it like? I, Germany has some pretty strict uh, rules about what you can and can't show. Like blood and like gore can be. Uh, it pretty... has to do with something. Some of the narrative content, I think. Okay, I don't remember exactly what it is but there's like some specific allusions to like fascist parties in germany or something like that i want to say really in like a side quest or something it's weird it's a very weird, weird I reason remember. i remember when it was banned in germany it was like seriously okay. this is why it's banned it, i don't believe it was for excessive blood and gore uh, uh but i could be wrong i could be misremembering I'm, yeah. yeah yeah i'm trying to f- uh, see if i can just grok it from a really quick reading but i don't see it uh, but this is like a streaming version, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I think that's right. I don't. Yeah, I, don't think I think so. I mean, like think Let me tell you, games I would not fucking want to play on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I this this is weird. Uh, yeah, this, yeah. Oh, it seems like in Germany, it's too much blood and gore. It wasn't oh, okay. about the fascist shit. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, them in Australia can be Germany and Australia can be pretty Weird, uptight about games yeah. they 
allow. Uh, Dying Light is not that bad, no, in my opinion. Not that bad. No, I mean it's a zombie game, but I'm, it's yeah. There's there's blood and gore, but there are definitely worse games out there in terms of that oh, stuff. But I don't know absolutely. what games are not available in Germany. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like I if think Dying Light's not available. I can't imagine a mature rated game that would yeah fly like <laughs> like uh, on the PS One. Like Resident Evil was like was supposed to be banned until they changed the blood to like green oh, or like something the resident evil more recent like re2 remake is way gorier than oh Dying yeah Light. oh 100 like, oh, yeah. percent. But when you lift that guy's head up at like that first oh, like, when hallway that, and it's like, when like all the, spiralized Ew. yeah and like when the guy's guts are hanging out from yeah, gets caught uh-huh. in the door yeah yeah yep. the stuff That's rules real, but it's real gross up. stuff at the beginning of that game <laughs> <laughs> i should play that on pc this holiday you should season. uh hot tip Hot tip, if you play at 120 frames per second, the knife is the most powerful weapon in that game because its damage is tied to frame rate. <laughs> and I would, and that's very funny. <laughs> that's amazing. Yep. So the speedrun strat for like all the bosses is just run up, look at the ground, and slice over and over until the <laughs> boss dies. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so good. Yep. It's very good. Um, <sighs> Elden Ring got delayed. <laughs> yeah like a like a week a month a what month. how even a month it's, yeah yeah the big news is it's three days There's a text delayed to three days after uh the new destiny expansion so um, and like right after halo or not halo um horizon Hor- like, oh yeah yeah horizon i care so much more about Elden ring than any of those other things that sure. i yeah. do not care it's, i will it's play just a, it's the Breath of the Wild effect again on Horizon. I know. We'll, we'll I know. see. We'll see which one is, uh, but it's definitely going to be. Uh, there's going to be a lot of discourse in the industry about Elden Ring. Elden Ring. That's yeah. going to overshadow Horizon 100%. Maybe for uh, Horizon's benefit. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. And then there's going to be a technical test for Elden Ring in November. I'm signed up. Which they announced. I hope I get in. Oh, I got. I should sign up for that if I still can. Uh, it's but. funny because they ask you like, "What from software games have you played? Not finished, but played?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, I can check every single one of these boxes." <laughs> it's like, oh, was, was cookies and cream there? No, it's was not 3D, every one of their games. 3D dot game. It heroes? was like Dark Souls, Dark Souls two and three, Bloodborne, Sekiro. Um, Armored Core, and then the fun one was it was like Armored Core. Oh, what? Which one was it? There was, was King, it wasn't was for answer. There? No, there was no Kingsfield. It was one of the Armored Core games that's like, like Armored Core um, Horns Call or some weird name. And I was like, oh yeah, I have played that. <laughs> of course uh, you have. I Armored Core rips. Uh, Okay. Yeah, no, Armor Core 4 answer came out it for was the PlayStation Day. 3. And it was Verdict Day. Verdict Day was the one they asked about, which is okay. the most uh, recent Armored Core game. Yeah. Gotcha. I think. There was also so, Last Raven and Formula Front and Nine Breaker. Yep. And Nexus. Anyways. God, Armored Core rules. They should make another Armored Core game after they do this. What if Elden Ring is an Armored Core game? In it's disguise? not. We know it's not. We've seen what? the trailer. What Halfway through, yeah, that horse becomes if, a mech. Yeah, what if it pulls Whatever, a, man. I'm... Uh, uh, oh, I was going to spoil a game. Uh, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 2? <laughs> no, well, that, no, but... 
a game that Pat has actually been playing, so I'm not going to spoil it. I can text oh. you what it is, Andre. But oh, yeah. it's a Final Fantasy thing. Okay, no, it isn't. What? I don't know what <laughs> other game I'm playing that that would stalker uh, thing. Give me a second. I'll, I'll send Andre the message so we can look at each other, and no one in our listener base can know what we're talking yeah. about. The good it's, life. Uh, it's the mech part of the good life where the cat turns into a mech. There. Ah. Uh, okay. I don't think it's that big of a spoiler, but if you don't don't know us there, it can be a spoiler. Anyways, hey, I, we can move I on. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Hope you were planning on playing it. <laughs> nope. It's never going to happen for me. Um, Great. Next up on our new story... <laughs> Finally, after years, years of teasing, years of development hell, the Uncharted movie has a trailer. And Tom could, 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 could you please read the news Marky line Mark as, it, as, it, as it is written? That Uncharted trailer, I guess. <laughs> if we, I guess if we want to talk about Boring. it. No, it doesn't. Just go watch it, whatever. Um, it, if, you, if you think it looks great, I'm happy for you. It what happened as i watched the trailer it i think it looks like uncharted and like like as i was like okay yeah um that that is just uncharted uh like you know that is uncharted one uncharted two uncharted three it, yeah uh, it is all like, of uncharted greatest hits <laughs> and it's like wait a second this is the prequel but, but with tom uh, holland it very much how does the same shit happen to the same guy twice um Especially uh, when it's shit as specific as a train falling off a cliff or a yes, airplane yes. or falling out of a cargo plane. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Or, but um, like it, it had me kind of reevaluating that entire series in my head. Like, mm, yeah, like it's fine, but it's not that great, it's not is it? Very huh? good. No, like it's got the set. It's got the set pieces, but that's kind of all it's got going for it. What Uncharted shit. as a whole? Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, I like Nathan, very good. Nathan Drake is fun, good, but but it's got good parts, yeah. But, but it, like that, I would say is the only one that really holds up at this point. Yeah. And like Anyways. even then, like it's yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, g- give it a watch if you want. I'm still waiting for that Borderlands movie trailer because what the hell? Now we're talking that movie. I'm actually well, interested that's in. Got, that's got Judy that Dench in it, doesn't it? Uh, no, it's I don't Jamie think Judy Dench. Oh, sorry, J- Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, Kate Blanchett, Jack Black, Kevin Hart. Yeah, like that cast is a, fire. a wild yeah. cast. Imagine if Judy Dench was in it, though. She'd do it. She's in some dumb movies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, why not? Like what, James what, Bond. what else are you doing? I Got him. James Bond is not rap, rap. dumb in the way that Borderlands <laughs> is dumb. No, you're right. It's dumber. That particular, ah. I, I think that particular James Bond movie is quite good. Not everyone agrees with me, but which which one? The one the well, she's in a ton of them, but the one yeah. the, the the Skyfall. Okay. I I could not tell you what happened in Skyfall Spectre. Ugh. When they when they open the garage and it's got the old Aston in it, and they play the old the old James Bond theme. Oof. What a moment. Uh, yeah. yeah, baby. <laughs> that's, that's my James Bond. Oh, Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> my Commander Shepard. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> rules that the official account retweeted. <laughs> Go look at the official Mass Effect account. It's really funny with it. those glasses so and the, the dialogue funny. options. <laughs> it's so much better than actual Mass Effect. <laughs> That's a personal opinion, not the opinion of no. the Gaming Fix podcast. That, that, nope, that I is like no that that is the official opinion of the Gaming <laughs> Fix podcast. Is like that Austin video is the ideal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I like Austin Powers more than a lot of things, so yeah, that's stiff uh-huh. competition. Yep. Uh, do we need, we don't need to talk about this tech news. Like whatever, it's barely gaming eh, related. If you want to, you can, but yeah. But new computers, new phones may or may not play games well. Who knows? Probably play games better than the old computers than the old phones. But I don't know. They do some cool shit. Both of both of the no- tech news. They put, a, they put a notch on a computer. Yeah, but I don't think I think people are making too big of a deal about it. Oh yeah, I agree. I, I think it's fine. Uh, no, you, I, it, I wonder it, what it, it's it going to look like tiny. if I like. Wonder what it's going to look like if you like full screen a game. Is it going to like just like make that part it, black? It does. Like, or is they, it going to be like okay? They showed some full screen video where it just ends at the bottom of that bar. Okay. Because it's like a 16, I think, I'd have to look it again, but I think it's a 16 by 10 aspect ratio with that, then it just turns it to a 16 by 9 when. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's compelling to, like, I've got an Intel MacBook Pro. I'm like, what if I get that better battery life? But it's expensive. Yeah, I ordered one. (laughs) Yeah, you've you've got, like, legitimate use for it. Yeah, uh, I just you know I'd like better battery life and you know just general less burning hot fire on my lap. Just holding out for the Steam Deck, baby. Sure. Yeah, That's my next that, tech purchase. Steam Deck these nuts. Yep, there you now. Got we're em. Talking. <laughs> now we're fucking. Well, and talking. We're talking and fucking. <laughs> fucking would and deck, talking. Would would that would that imply because. I always assume the term decking to mean punch. So does that mean yeah. punching one's nuts with steam mm-hmm. as in like the, the hot thing that comes off of water? God. Uh, steam is steam powered punch. So it's like this. Oh, the even better. Up and then it, ex- <laughs> that it, it expels. I've got a YouTube video to send you. No, oh, no. YouTube. Okay, <laughs> that's not to, if it was a live leak video, I'd be much more concerned. The world star. Um, <laughs> My steam, my steam deck reservation did not bump up to December. Uh, I'm very oh, disappointed. Have, have some people's been? Yeah, apparently some people's uh, me look. Q1 reservations have bumped up to December. Let me take a because look. of people canceling. I'm sure. Probably steam, but mine's deck. still Q1, so it could be worse. Might have been Q2. Maybe I bumped from Q2 to Q1. I, I might have typed steam dick. Uh, no, Q1 mm-hmm. for me. Very excited. Very so. excited to spend seven hundred dollars on that thing. <laughs> God, that is so expensive. God. I mean, I'm but, buying you know, the it, most it's expensive important, one because I'm an yeah. idiot. Yeah, Same. well, but you know, you're you're a man of taste. Yeah, I need that anti glare screen for. All I the need times. that so exclusive <laughs> virtual keyboard theme. There's a real possibility <laughs> that I could use take that thing outside. So. Actually, having the anti glare screen matters to me. Waiting for Mocha to take a shit, and you're just actually one hundred percent. That is the context that I am referring to. I've read an I've read a not insignificant amount of Dune 
<laughs> standing <laughs> in the courtyard waiting for my dog to take a shit. <laughs> uh, I I need you to, you to get back on reading the Cosmere books, but anyway, I that's, will. That's gotta, that's I'm, for personal chat. Yeah, if any, read some books, friends. Yeah. Hey, Dune, books. Dune, read, they're good. Reading I've Dune. Reading. I just. Dune is I've, so fucking good. I've been reading uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I didn't realize that book that's was a, so fucking that's Swedish. Good. That's a good book. That's a good book. I read some it's of It's extremely book. Swedish. Yeah. Uh, I, I've i been seeing Dune memes. I, I don't know anything oh, about Dune. And it. I feel like I'm having oh, a stroke every time I, I read you, one. You I'm just gotta, like, what the fuck is gotta, happening? These are not words. You would love Dune. You would love Dune. Dune is like... Yeah. Ah, it's 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 so good. It, okay. Yeah, I'll, I I saw like some about some weird shit in like the later books with like some like witches enslaving the galaxy oh, yeah. with sex oh, or something. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I mean, I had wow. never finished the book, and I'm finishing for the first time now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went from like, damn, this book's good to like, his son should publish that concordance that he put together. Which is typically a thing you only put out for like sacred biblical text and classic <laughs> Greek and Latin uh, philosophers, but like, goddamn, that's a good book. Only other piece, only other classic I've read that has had the similar effect on me is Lord of the Rings, because uh, it's just so good. Okay, going to see the movie. Six hours. Uh, for a second, I thought you said it's six hours. I was like, wait, what? They beat, it will be by the they, end. This is, they beat the Snyder Cut? <laughs> no, well, yeah, There's a, when part two arrives, it'll be... Yeah, it'll be pretty well, much up there. It is, like, it confirmed there's going to be a part two? It's not no, like... No, but apparently the title card for this movie is Dune yeah, Part it, One. It, it, so. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're it sounds like it's... It. Well, it sounds like they just can't say for sure because the, the ink hasn't been dotted but yeah. Villeneuve has said that he's actively working on the sequel <laughs> yeah, so. yeah like I'm, I'm sure he is just you know it's the the, the uh, studio you know publishing very mild spoiler like. for a 65 year old or 60 whatever year old book uh-huh. uh, there's a big time jump that occurs oh. after where the movie ends um, it's cool. not really a spoiler Let's do the time warp again but that's why they didn't just film the whole thing at once because they, oh they're gonna so they're gonna to... wait like 15 years and then the yeah <laughs> well it's sure not that the long actors time jump. Aged. A- the time jump Timothy is Chalamet up you wouldn't have to do much to the actors to age them Duncan Idaho this time jump it's only a couple years but uh anyway sorry the dune that's the dune no. minute go read the All go right. read the the the, well, the novel dune I'm I'm fucking anticipating books coming out in 2028. So well, my know. real point in all that was uh, I've had gotten more enjoyment out of reading Dune than any of the video games I played this week, and sure. it made me go, mm-hmm. I should read books more. Yeah, <laughs> I've spent like two evenings just sitting on the couch reading, and I was like, you know, this is actually a valuable use of my time, and I should do this more often. My my girlfriend got mad at me when I got. Uh, totally engrossed in the stormlight archive she's like what the fuck because i spent like two months just reading non-stop yeah nerd uh, hell yeah uh <laughs> but that's gonna do it for this episode of the gaming fix podcast episode 195 on october 23rd 2021 i've been your host andre cole aka the white gamer aka your partner's favorite halloween monster 
you can find me on Twitch today when this episode is live on Twitch streaming uh, Prey for Extra Life. I'm raising mm-hmm. money for hospital in my hometown, Peace Health Sacred Heart. Uh, if you want to stop by my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash coleslaw, you can donate where tomorrow or on this next stream, I have to drink a chili tomato cup noodle soda. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we hit $307 uh, out of uh, on my way to 500 as my goal. So if you want to stop in, donate. If you don't want to, don't have the time to stop in uh, to the stream, you can head over to my Twitch or not my Twitch, my Twitter, twitter.com slash Coolslaw, C O O L S L 4 W, where you can find like a link, a pin tweet where I've got my donation link. Go ahead and donate to that. We're partnered up with, or I'm partnered up with the Super GG Radio folks. And we're, you know, I think we've got like close to a thousand dollars raised now. I think, I don't know, where's the team? I don't know where the team is. Anyway, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays on Twitter. Right, Alex. Uh, driving around, going places, doing stuff. It's, right. We got a big fucking storm here, so it's, it's affecting the island in particular. Yeah, there. It's you're getting it today, right? Yeah, we're supposed <laughs> to get it tomorrow. The the I've heard things like biggest storm in Seattle history. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was a there was a container ship. The, wait. Listeners, did it get did it did it get stuck in a canal? Did it no is it disrupting it was, supply lines? Sadly, please, not. we have straits here, not canals. Yes, yeah, yeah, true. We have, <laughs> I live on the Georgia Strait, uh, but the um, this ship like almost toppled over and lost a shit ton of its cargo into the ocean, and like <laughs> hundred mile an hour winds off the like, it's a oof. cyclone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically two storms converging. It's like a hurricane uh, or or which, uh, a typhoon, which, but which we do not usually get over here. No, so <laughs> it's, yeah, there, it's, not, it could be pretty been fucked. A cyclone in the time that I've lived here. No, yeah, that's same. that's wild. So, so I'm gonna Hopefully be it find me out, stay safe. See my movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll be staying wet, gamers. It's, oh yeah, just, indeed. Uh, you can stay wet with all your uh, podcast friends by going to fix.space or wherever fine podcasts are distributed. Thank you to Jeff Davis at Stranger Peace uh, for our theme music. And uh, our Super GG radio team for Extra Life has raised $1,397. Over halfway to our goal of $2,500. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. For the kids, baby. For the kids. Thanks for joining me, Alex. Wait, Pat. wait. Does that mean that they hit their goal for the giveaway for the street, the 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 OLED? No, the OLED is a stretch goal. If we hit a team goal of five thousand, then 5, we'll okay. give away. Yeah. So, so if you want to help us get to five thousand and possibly win a Switch OLED, definitely head over to my Twitch or head over to my Twitter and find that donation link and donate. If you don't want the Switch OLED, a $10 donation can get you entered to win a Stay Wet t-shirt from my merch store, which I'll send worldwide. I believe this, the Switch OLED is only for U.S. residents because of shipping. Yeah, I don't know about... I should figure that out. Canada, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. We'll 
make it work, maybe. Yeah. Oh, people, people should listen to Super GG Radio to find out. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, stay wet, gamers. You too. Yeah. Oh, I'll stay wet. <laughs>